and we are live hey concrete okay uh, <laughs> concrete are you there can you can she hear me i don't know okay uh, <laughs> okay uh good morning everybody welcome well not Boom. sure what happened but i can hear you now okay what's going on honey not too much it's the weekend i'm excited that it's the weekend um i have a ton of stuff to do but i am in good spirits i have a full day planned i'm excited to hang out with some friends and tomorrow is easter so i'm excited to do a little easter brunch for the family but um what's going on with you honey um, went and kicked it with my family last night and we had a ball. Mm. Uh finally got curling to, to the to the to the spot, honey. Um <laughs> what what you tapping me for? What's the spot? Child, not when it's been lit. Uh we went to uh one of my favorite restaurants last night and um, girl, I think Curlin tried to get me drunk to take advantage of me. I don't know. But he's just, you want another drink? I'll, and my, <laughs> yep. Yep. Baby, I couldn't get, I couldn't hardly open my eyes this morning. Um, we're too old for this. I, and I realized that we're just old. And um, <laughs> girl. Curlin said, speak for yourself. Honey, he over here hung over too. Uh, you're not hungover no more. Oh, excuse me. I done fed him uh, a BC and a Coke child. He should be good to go now. But baby, when I say I woke up, I was like, Aah. I felt horrible. <laughs> like, what is going on? Oh. Yes, but it Listen. was good to kick it with my family. Um, shout out to you guys if you're out there listening. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So yeah, honey, that's been the gist of what we got going on. Yeah, so what else has been happening? Oh, um, not a whole lot aside from keeping busy, but there's a lot, I guess. Um, it more war says Kevin Samuel smoked though was good AF. Um, I missed that, but good morning, good morning. Um, I'm not sure what it was about, but um, definitely missed it. Um, not a whole lot going on on my end other than just keeping busy as always. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when I actually have time and I don't have anything to do. I don't know what that's going to be. You need to volunteer and help, um, little African kids or something. <laughs> I can't stand you. I'm, I'm, I'm not about to do this with you. I'm not about to do this with you. I refuse. I think that would be good for you. You always trying to I can't stand stressed. you. Girl, come help me decorate my house or something. <laughs> I can't wait. I will definitely come help you decorate. Um, I love Thank it. You, that's, that's I, know you, I know you like to do stuff, honey. Girl, you mm. listen. Come help me decorate. Like, um, you probably gonna end up. You got any animals? No, uh, I don't do animals. 
my my um daughter has a dog that she had over uh recently and this was like like the first dog that i actually took to but it's one of those little like shih tzu dogs um and yeah. he's older like he's two years so what is that like 14 in dog years so he was real calm but i don't do animals baby no they have too much hair fleas fur all that. no mm -mm, not in my house no i'm good yeah, honey, because you, you're probably going to be one of those people who don't have anything to do. And then you're going to get on your husband's nerves. You're going to be looking crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Listen, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. But, you know, Sad just baby, he will let you know you, you on that nerve. <laughs> Come on. All facts. So babe. I have to back up. All yeah, facts. Oh, you know. All facts. Because I'm sitting there like, sis, yeah, I'm going to need you to chill. You know what? Um, I'm not about to. I'm not about to do this with you. Um, what else is going on with you? aside from taking uh, Carlin to the spot last night and getting towed down like you're 21? Um, what Baby, else is going on? went straight to the juke joint, honey. We went juke joint. Oh, Lord, the juke joint. Yes, okay. honey. Um, I think we're going to recover today. Um, we're supposed to be going to a little fancy schmancy restaurant tonight. Um, one of the ones that we hadn't tried out yet. So... A little date night, a little date night. Uh, yeah, I've been, um, yeah, yeah, I'm taking them out to a little restaurant. I think I'm gonna pay. And uh, you know what that means if you pay. <laughs> I mean, does he know what it means? <laughs> <laughs> should, though, should, uh, should. Ooh, <laughs> you ain't right. What he gonna do for dinner, honey? Mm. Yeah, child. Listen, dessert, got to go down. dessert. Baby, I'd be mm. straight up expecting, like, oh, I pay. Oh, yeah. Listen, mm. I'm the same way, though. Like, hello. Come on. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> is that a double standard? Why is it that women can that, feel like that when they pay? Because we're women. And Listen, because yeah. they've had a whole, whole, um, you know, a uh, week's worth of podcasts on women uh, being dinner whores, going out to dinner with men, and they have no intentions on sleeping with them and don't even like them. But why is it as women, when we pay, we we think we're supposed to get some sort of sexual exchange? What, what's up with that? I don't think it's that we think we're supposed to. It's it's it should happen. Like, um, <laughs> see, you you were you yeah. Off. Um, and and it's just one of those things that uh. Yeah, it's like one of life's double standards. Get over it. Yeah, y'all be you all right. You can't treat a man like a piece of meat, though. This is my piece of meat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I, I ain't it's even mad at, that. at all I whatsoever. Mean, I mean, when he when he pays, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, I ain't man. mad at you, but. It's so much tea that, that, that we have to get into. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I am pumping at the bit to talk about this tea. You hear me? Kid, uh, Kid Clouds is calling us hypocrites as usual. Hypocrites, oh, hypocrites, wow. hypocrites. I don't care. Y'all, he'll be all right. <laughs> Listen, um, I ain't mad. That's a double standard. I just wanted to play devil's advocate and ask why that is. But I, I mean, I ain't mad. I ain't mad at it at all. But, yeah, honey, I ain't tripping. Um, but let's get into this tea. So, 
Yes. You told me that you ended up on Clubhouse and Derek Jackson entered the room. Honey, we're going to need you to break that down. What happened, girl? Listen, okay. So one of the rooms that I'm frequently in tried to um, ping your buddy in. Um, it was um, a room from a guy who has like a dating app, uh, not, a black guy. He's super cool. Um, and one of the mods in the room, she's cool as well. She, we we had been talking about, we they did a panel about like, kind of like what's the difference between um, their Jackson than Kevin Samuels. So she's like, I'm going to ask him to get on here and talk about this. And she asked him and he um, obliged. And like, he didn't say when he would come, but we were just in the room talking, you know, shooting the breeze and he popped up. And I'm like, at first everybody was thinking it was like a troll and stuff. And um, of course it wasn't. Um, And, you know, so he was like, he was willing to take a few questions. I only got a few minutes and yada, yada, yada. Um, and, um, so the question started rolling and it was like, you know, softball at first, you know, I was one of the first people to ask a question. So I can't even remember what I asked him. It was something in relation to something that he had said in his previous response, but people was acting like they were scared to ask questions. So I asked him one question and then the question started getting juicy. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I got to get back in the queue, but. Um, he kept playing the whole watching his watch game. So he didn't stick around for too long. Maybe he might've been in the, the room got like super packed too. It was in there I for maybe like 45 it. minutes. Okay. But he was, he did actually address some of the um, allegations. Um, hmm. And, you know, listen, I was taking some extensive notes because I was like, this man here is like a piece of um, I have to say from the context of his conversation, there was not a whole, this was the first, excuse me, let me back up. This was the first pl- external platform that he's actually gone and spoken on. And it's a smaller clubhouse. Um, so I was surprised. Uh, however, I think he agreed to do it because the girl, the mod who hit him up, she's like really attractive. So he was probably, you know, trying to gain some points and, you, you know, <laughs> so he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do it because she asked me very shapely, super, super cute girl. Um, but uh, he was not taking a lot of accountability, um, but he did say that this is stuff that happened, you know, some time ago and that uh, as a result, his, you know, we're just finding out about it, but his wife knew about this uh, over a year ago. And initially she left him and he had to beg and plead and do everything to get his life back on track and show her that he was a changed man before she would come back to the house. Um, he was saying like, it was as a result of him not doing the important work before the marriage. And that, you know, as a man of God, that, um, he's changed Mm. and, um, he is a different person and he, you know, uh, basically in the end, there's a whole bunch, bunch of stuff that he said, but in the end, oh, uh, Tasha K even came through. She wanted to get up on Ooh. the stage, but he, he declined. Uh, he was like, no, I, I don't have anything to say to Tasha. Uh, I'm good on Tasha. So he wouldn't allow her to come on the stage and question him. But she came in after the fact when he left and kind of, you know, broke down some of the tea um, that she was spilling as it relates to his escapades. But um, he did say that... Um, 
what did he say? Oh, like people were challenging him. Now people were respectful for the most part, but a few fellas came in and they were like, I don't like the way you came at black men. And he, as a result that this man said that, um, he even that he, when he looks back, wait, no, he said uh, he started when he started his platform, he was talking to both men and women, but the women were the ones sending in the questions and inquiries. So as a result, his um, commentary started kind of um, kind of favoring women. He said that um, he when he looks back on some of his videos, he realizes that he was harsh a few times in some of his videos on men, such as when he went in on Pastor Gray. Um, he said, though, that his rhetoric has changed. He said, if you look back over his videos the last seven months, his rhetoric has changed because he believes that, um, you know, men deserve grace, that if a man cheats, that grace should be given. And as a result, he's switching wow. his narrative. Child. I was like, really? So really, you 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 know, now that you you know, now that you know that uh, people were about to out you, you started changing your rhetoric. But he said that um, this is like pretty much a ploy because he talked about his new book and how it's basically about uh, you know a man being redeemed and that his wife is going to be on the cover of his new book. I bet she. So is. I was like, yeah. So it's kind of a money ploy. Um, is essentially what I took away from it. But he yeah, talked about yeah. when his wife left, he said he had, he said, he, he was like, I live in a mansion. He said, I had all type of women in the house, all type of women walking around topless and this, that, and the other and in my mansion. But my energy was so off that I couldn't enjoy it. Like this man was literally admitting to this stuff. Um, yeah, he said, but he said this was not a publicity stunt that, that quote unquote, uh, if, if this were a pu publicity stunt, um, it would have been a horrible move and it would discredit him as a person. So this was not at all a publicity stunt. This is how, um, and Curlin and I talked about this. Wait, shout out to Demetrius. He said, DJ and Kev are two different extremes. Um, mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think they are uh, two extremes. Um, because I do want to ask you something about um, something that Kevin said. Um, Kevin said that if you're dealing with a high value male, excuse me, high value man, because I don't use male and female and stuff like that. But if you're dealing with a high value man, you should have the expectation that he is going to cheat. And I, I you know, um, mm -hmm. I get off into that. And I'm like, if you are a high value man and you feel like you are that dude and you make however much money, you feel like you're um, a great man. It, he said that a woman shouldn't have the expectation of being satisfied in the bedroom. Um, like basically if you get a man at a certain pay grade, um, he's going to make money and make sure that you have the life that you're provided for, you know, that you want. It'll provide you the life that you want basically. But um, when you, it, when it comes to sex, um, he he may be able to give you 10, 15 minutes. He, you know, I kind of felt like Mr. From the Color Purple. Like he gonna mm. get on top of you and do his business and he wow. gonna roll out like then oh, it comes yeah. down to the point of like, okay, if you're talking about high value man like this and you're saying this is what they're gonna do, then when a man get cheated on and they're getting romanced and they open, you know, they're open to like the first guy who comes along to romance them. 
Can you really blame a woman when she do what she do? Like, I, I'm like, what the hell you know is going on, honey? I, girl. That's mm-mm. an interesting concept. But for sis, she was with him before he made all this money. She's been with him since they were, you know, I think in college or high school. So she was with him before he made all of this money. And my thing is, he was with her for eight years before he decided to marry her. <clears throat> If he didn't want to enter into a monogamous relationship, he shouldn't have. Uh, I, fu- I found him just to be pretty hypocritical. The fact that he he was like, oh, I take a strong stance against that behavior, even though I was also engaging in it. Like, really make it make sense. Um, Doug, I'm not sure if it was the same panel with Mr. Let Go. This was in the Cuffing Lounge, who is, uh, it's Ben Akoti, is, Ben Akoti is the um, person who, who uh, has the room, but it was in the Cuffing Lounge. It's the only room that I've seen him in. It's a smaller um, clubhouse. It didn't get up to, I mean, it got up to maybe like three, 400 people, but it wasn't, it's not a huge room. Um, But yeah, I just found it hypocritical for you to talk about how, you know, you, how awful you think that behavior is and how you believe everything that you were telling women, but you were in fact um, doing the very same things that you were telling women to be mindful of. Um, So then this is what I wanted to ask you too. Um, wasn't Derek Jackson about 25 years old when he, um, basically gotten started with his YouTube or social media career? Well, uh, he said he's been doing this for 10 or 12 years. So that would have put him around 20. 20. Yeah. He right. said he's been doing this for like 10 years. Okay. Then I'm kind of looking at him and I'm thinking like when he was young, um, I don't think he was, um, nearly as attractive now that he's older. I think his age has done him some good, but I wouldn't have expected men to really listen to him in the first place. And then if you're really thinking about it, when you hear certain things from um, people and they have like such a wisdom and knowledge on, um, let's just say the whole shit that men do or the whole shit that women do. Like when people have a certain type of knowledge about it, I think it's because they've done it mm. or they can do it. And so um, that's a good point. When I first saw him, it was like, okay, you know, okay, yeah, all right, you know. And it was just one of those things that I paid attention to. And then it was like, oh, yeah, he's just trying to cater to women's egos. Yeah. Um, but he spoke like a, a, a F boy. And when he spoke like a F boy, I just kept thinking like, oh, a former <laughs> F boy. And I didn't think anything else. I, I didn't that take a whole a whole lot of stuff he said seriously you know you can uh, when you're going through a breakup you're going through a breakup or you're going through something harsh about your own relationship um i'll come in you know i'll listen to it for a minute or something that might pertain to you i'll listen to it for for a minute and um try to gain some perspective or basically somebody to uh pat me on the ass and tell me that i wasn't wrong Mm-hmm. And then, um, but you get tired of hearing that you're right about everything. And I think that's what right. makes Kevin so significant because he is the person that's not telling women that they're right about everything and that it was just the man's fault and that you're the queen and the man should do this, that, and the yeah. third. So, um, yeah, yeah I, you know, I just stopped taking him real serious because I'm like, you should be able to have uh, criticisms. 
I agree. Oh, on both sides. I agree right. with you wholeheartedly. I can't even lie. I've never watched a, a full Derek Jackson video. I've seen two clips less than probably two minutes each of things that he said, but I've never, like, I don't like people who pander. I think it's disingenuous and it's so inauthentic and I don't like that. Um, Dane uh, was saying that even Sub-Zero, and Sub-Zero has been in this space for quite some time too, said that Derek Jackson was balanced in the beginning. Derek said that when he first came up that he was balanced, but the women um, started sending him uh, or questions. And that's when his, his uh, commentary started kind of swaying. But I just found it interesting that a person who has spent years and made millions of dollars off of, you know, um, ensuring that, uh, you know, uh, quote unquote, uh, teaching women the game and telling women what to be, what to watch out for and kind of, um, you know, talking disparagingly about other black men. Um, yes. Now, all of a sudden, you've had this come to Jesus moment that all this information is out about you. He said he believes that, you know, essentially people shouldn't be in his business because married people should should, should handle their own business and their own affairs um, without people from the outside, uh, without input from people from the outside. I just found it just... <laughs> Just it's the timing of it all. Now, all of a sudden you say that you're going to give grace to men, that you've changed your rhetoric, that, you know, you realize that in a few of your videos, you were a little harsh to men um, and that, you know, yeah, he said, he said, I think he said two, if I'm not mistaken, I think the man said in two of his videos, wow. he was a little harsh because <laughs> he, he specifically identified one as the one on um, Pastor John Gray when the entire time you were doing the exact same thing. I, I a just, hypocrite. I mean, yeah, a whole hypocrite. Shout out to Aries Queen. She says, I've never watched him either. I only needed a clip or two to know he was mm -hmm. FOS, honey. Mm -hmm. She said, I still jump on it though. Child. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> you know, it's with certain certain men are for certain things. And um, but you know, with his woman, with his wife. She's just been there um, for the duration. She was there when he was um, in school, like, you know, when he was on the football team, when he wasn't mm -hmm. that guy. And I think that uh, she said he's know, always been that guy that he's always had like flocks of women before the money, the popularity from, you know, what he does. He said he's always so it's not like, a, you know, him switching up because he now yeah, has access you to being in high school on the football team is <laughs> different than, than the level. They did. Right. And then, you know, I find it what I find very interesting. Um, and this is the thing with like women and men or so. Mm -hmm. When a man says that they do stuff for themselves, they're not doing it to get the attention of women. You, we all wear certain clothes. We all dress a certain way um, because we might want a certain type of attention. Um, the stuff that he had on when he did the initial video, when he was in the all black and the little beanie and stuff, um, it, it's, it was just kind of interesting to me because I'm like, Derek would be the equivalent of an IG thought. And so, nah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Definitely. Like, like, bro, you did, you do a lot of stuff for the attention of women. Um, yeah. So you, if you ever thought about like men who've never got caught cheating, who's never had a scandal, um, mm -hmm. that are celebrities who's never had a scandal or yeah, anything like a Denzel uh, or something like that. No, Denzel had one with Lenine. Uh, really? Yeah. Lathan, whatever. So not Lathan, Lathan. No, that, I 
yeah. that was Chris Rockets Annihilator. Denzel too. Oh, I didn't yeah. know about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but what were you saying? What was your point about those who have because never been involved? Men who've in- never had, men who've never had a scandal tend to carry themselves a certain way. They're not all up in the, they're not trying to be uh, seen all the time. They're not calling paparazzi to have this set up. Um, I think Omar Epps would probably be a good example. Oh, yeah. Lorenz Tate would be a what, good and, example. Um, what about, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Not Shamar Moore. Um, he's German. He's married to Nicole Ari Parker. I can't Boris Kujo. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Never had a scandal, but you've noticed that these men tend to carry themselves a certain way. They're not always trying to be seen. Um, mm-hmm. They're not uh, calling paparazzi every time they go out to eat. Um, mm-hmm. Not always in somebody's video trying to do this, that, and the third. And I think that um, men's seductive qualities pretty much are never talked about. And I think mm-hmm. Derek Jackson uh, um, understands how to be seductive as a man. And I don't yeah. think that people really give a lot of credence to that. And I think it's really manipulative that he doesn't acknowledge that aspect of it. You know what? <clears throat> he he is manipulative, just period. When he said, his, yeah. he said his book is going to focus on encouraging healing and healthy relationships. You know, the most interesting thing that I found that he said was that Black men have been encouraging him through this ordeal. And when asked if he thinks that um, he can redeem himself in the eyes of Black men, he said, that was his response. He said, yes, because Black men have been encouraging him through this ordeal. So once we left and we were talking to Tasha Kay and we were also just kind of engaging with the other people on the stage um mm-hmm. a lot of the brothers was like hell no we won't <laughs> like there were a few that were like oh you know if he you know that 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 grace would be extended and that men won't hold this won't hold what he's done for the past however many years by by uh disparaging them against him but most of the brothers were like oh yeah we holding that against him so I just found that to be, he's, he's a narcissist. Come on. like Is, is he he's redeemable? Um, because I, for, for one, I wanted to ask you this is once a cheater, always a cheater. And mm-hmm. is, will he able to get, is he just des- deserving of redemption? Um, so, uh, I do think that cheating is forgivable and I don't believe that once a cheater, always a cheater. I think that people can change. I think that they have to be uh, motivated and have the the desire um, to make those changes and it has to come from within. It's not something that, you know, um, someone externally can, you know, uh, push them to change. I think that they have to want to do it themselves. Um, and yeah, I do think that um, cheating is forgivable. But as far as him being redeemed, um, listen, let me tell you something. Black people don't typically hold grudges like to people in, in, in you know, um, influencers uh, or, or, you know, um, famous people. So I think that he will be redeemed, but I don't think that he should be able to get back in the good graces of black men so easily. Um, mm. I think that, you know, he's a whole fraud and 
I think that not not a fraud in the sense. Well, yeah, never mind. Uh, I'm not going to clarify this statement. Um, I do think that you know um, he is now just kind of jumping on the the next thing that he thinks will sell. I don't think black black men should embrace him with open arms. They're like, come on, bro, come back into the fold. Despite the fact that you spoke you know negatively against us for so long, and you were do. It's not the fact that he was he was giving up the game. It's the fact that he was a hypocrite. And you're deceiving people by trying to uh, act as if you're this honorable man when you're doing the same exact things that you're telling women to be weary of. That's, so then, that's let me ask you a question. What do you think his redemption would look like as far as social media? Do you think he should just start going at black women to get back in black men's good graces? No. You know what his redemption will look like as far as social media, if if he's smart and, you know, if he is a tactician or so, or he has someone on his team who can help him, like a publicist or something. He, if he cares, I don't think that he cares really much to get back in the good graces of black men because uh, black women are the larger consumers. But if he cares, he needs to um, start doing like panels with black men on it, panels with other black men who have stepped out or, you know, who have um, problems within their marriage and talking openly and candidly with those black men. And I think all will be forgiven if he, if he, if, if he starts there. That would be an interesting concept, um, but he probably needs to get the people who were in opposition, direct opposition of him. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. If he if he actually got uh, John Gray to come on, like the person who he that he admits that he made a horrible, harsh video towards, if he could get him to come on and they have a sit down and talk about overcoming cheating. Man, listen, that man views will f jump up and his popularity with it. What about if he had Kevin Samuels on? Oh, I think that would be good too. <laughs> that would be dynamic. Oh, yeah. yeah that would, that would actually, good. yeah. But then, you know, okay, so with Kevin, I do want to know what you think about um, the high value men being, he doesn't have to please this woman sexually. And not only does he not have to please her sexually, he should be allowed to cheat without anything being said. What do you think about that? Uh, I disagree with that. Um, I think that the high value man uh, should absolutely have to please this woman. What's the sense in me sticking around aside from the fact that you're Girl, taking care of me? Yeah, but if you're taking care of me financially, I might stick around, but I'm going to be stepping out on you the whole time again. If you're not satisfying a woman, she's going to get her needs satisfied elsewhere. I don't know why when men think that women won't um, do the same exact things that they do. But uh, aside from that, I think that high value men um, should only you know, sleep with multiple women or other women if they have an understanding with their woman. Like, let her know what it is. Don't don't deceive her. That's my whole issue. Don't make her believe that this is a monogamous relationship and I only have eyes for you and I'm not going to sleep with other women if that's exactly what you intend on doing. Keep it real with her and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to marry you. I love you, but my sexual appetite um, can't be curbed with just one woman. And so as a result, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I just won't bring any disrespect to you as my wife wife let her know what it is so, you know what i'm trying to understand is if, if the man considers himself a certain type of man mm -hmm. now this is what i've heard from most people that i've talked to um as far as cheating well with men and black men in particular 
Um, most don't go in with the intentions on cheating on their women, right? But uh, the relationships tend to go on a decline. Like mm -hmm. um, when you go, when you get married, they say sex decreases. Um, men lose testosterone. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of stuff happens within a marriage or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then PYT comes along. Woman that they work with comes along. She's nice. She's sweet. Um, she's uh, everything that the wife isn't or at the time. You know what I'm saying? She's filling a void. Um, then they cheat, but a lot of them don't tend to leave their wives for the women. Um, you know, but it's like, I don't think that people will give women credit for the pain that we go through when we're cheated on. Um, people act like women can get cheated on. We tend to bounce back. Uh, it doesn't really affect us because we'll say, yeah, they say we like it. Yeah. The accusation is that we like getting cheated on. That black yes. women specifically enjoy getting cheated on. The the insane comment, but yeah, um, yeah. So you're right. They they uh, if if we like getting cheated on, then that wouldn't be our response. We wouldn't have an emotional response to it. We wouldn't be crying and upset and in pain and have like some sort of trauma that results from you know all the cheating. And we wouldn't develop these insecurities and think that every man that we get with us, if we actually enjoyed it. But I do want to say though that um, I think that. High value, even in that situation, like you said, marriage is like things change in a marriage. But as a right. high value man, you're confident. Though a lot of those men are alpha, very masculine energy. Come to her and let it let her know what it is. The only thing she can do is leave. Let her know. I, 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 you know, we've come to, you know, uh, after seven years, the, uh, you know, things are getting stale, yada, yada, yada. So as a result, I'm going to, you know, get enjoyment outside of you. Like, let give her the choice to say, this isn't for me. I don't want to remain in this relationship if that's what you want you know, or to stay. I don't buy that. Like, I don't believe in taking away a person's choice. That's my point. And so I'm like, okay, why would you sign up for something um, that you really don't have any intent on um, keeping the agreement with. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, if you're saying that high value men should be allowed to do this, you're still being provided a lifestyle. Uh, and it's basically a man saying, okay, you're probably not going to do any better than me. Mm -hmm. And I find that interesting as well, too. You know, if you get with a high value man, it's not like there are just loads and loads of them running around trying to marry right. you in particular. But, uh, you know, it's 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 all interesting to me. Um, Shout out to yeah. Demetrius again. He says, member episode coming. Y'all should join today, by the way. Um, Demetrius. I absolutely agree. Um, shout out to JR. He says, y'all are horrible at actually repeating what he actually says. Y'all have selective hearing. Um, JR, I will say that I probably didn't listen to the entire thing, but he did uh, say what I said he said because I heard it myself. So um, I probably didn't stick around and listen to all of it. You you do have, you, you got us there. But, you know, I just feel like uh, with the high value. That's the gist of it, essentially, yeah. what he was saying. Right. You know what? Right. I, I actually, uh, two days ago, a woman was on a panel that uh, I was on in Clubhouse. And she um, 
was like very candid about the fact that she was with a football player for, I don't know, eight years. I think she said, she said that um, I think after the sixth year or fifth year, he married her, but um, there was always an understanding. And she said that he would basically tell her um, if you don't like it, you can leave that he would constantly tell her that, you know, during the relationship, once they married, like he was letting her know, Hey, I'm going to be with other women. And she said, eventually, you know, she got tired of it and felt like that, that was, you know, some sort of, you know, psychological abuse to a degree, but um, he was upfront and he, and I think that a lot of, especially when we talk about like athletes, like a lot of the women know what they're getting into. They know, they just don't want you to bring the res- disrespect directly to them. They don't want to have to deal with your groupies. They want you to keep that on the road, make it transactional, not fall, not have these love affairs with the women. But um, I, I think that that's um, pretty common. I think that for more men, no matter what your status is, if you desire to be with other women, keep it real because there are a ton of women who won't care about you sleeping with other women. There are some that that prefer that you just be with them. But I think the problem is that a lot of men feel as though if they are honest with women about the fact that they're going to sleep with other um, women, that she's also going to want to dip out and do her own thing too. And they don't want that. They want you to be exclusive all while they can play the field. Yeah, and I find that to be crazy as hell, um, especially if you're talking about um, you're going to get on top of her and do your business and you out. <laughs> stop it, stop it. Girl. Um, That's triggering. Isn't it triggering as hell? Yeah. I'm like, so. It makes you feel like a piece of furniture. Girl, color purple all over again. And you know, black men hate that reference, child. But that's what it sounded like to me. I'm like, so damn, you you don't really care about her um having um her be her having pleasure. And so you're saying that she should take pleasure in um being able to go to Neiman Marcus and and throw it in a bag. She should mm-hmm. take pleasure in um her 6,000 square foot house, um, mm-hmm. her new Mercedes Benz, or excuse me, a Porsche every year. She should take pleasure in that, but she shouldn't worry about being satisfied in the bed. I'm trying to tell you, that's like, essentially, that's essentially the message. I was like, well, damn, like, that's how y'all go. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Karan Williams. He says, Kevin says, if he loves you, he will be discerning. What you never know cannot hurt you. Plus, it's not about a nut, but security. Get a toy. Ooh. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Girl, that's why I say buy him pocket, buy him pocket, but giant like mm. get him a doll. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it's just crazy. Like, and then no, if you if who said buy a toy? Karan, now I'm gonna tell you something. You know how many men get upset with women who have like these gigantic uh toys? Yeah. Men don't feel like they can compete with that. Oh, and yeah, so, they get up in their feelings about those. <laughs> yeah. So most men don't want to know that their women has uh, a 14 inch uh <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Most men don't want to see that or, or even want to know that. I think men get intimidated by that kind of stuff too. Like, if they... mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> your man going through your damn nightstand, he he goes to look for something in your nightstand and 
<laughs> a mandingo surprise. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> that would be shocking. And then it's it's never mind, child. But yeah, um, toys are destructive. Toys are toys can be very destructive. So yeah, there's always that. Um, mm -hmm. shout out to Deron Jones. He says many don't mind, they just don't want to see it. Um, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to I, I, you know what? Uh, to, to that last comment, I think I think women would prefer that their man be monogamous, the women who enter into monogamous relationships. But many have accepted it almost like it's a way of life, like all men cheat or, you know, he going to do it anyway. So what can I do type of uh, mind mindset? Um, I, I just keep thinking, like, if um, women just like all the women left the men who cheated them alone. Um, what would everything look like? But I, I don't know. It's just interesting because I think men, I think when they initially sign up for the relationships, I honestly think they don't necessarily have the intent to do it. I, I just don't think that they have the intent when they sign up for the relationships. I think yeah. that when they sign up for uh, marriage and stuff like that, most men are in love. And I think men actually love harder than women. Um, mm -hmm. Men aren't really looking to women for security, so they don't marry a woman for security. We'll marry a man for security. Um, and I think that when men love, they love really hard. So when they sign up to be in uh, marriages or whatever, I think that they think that I love this woman. I want to share the rest of my life with her. But I think a lot don't anticipate um, what happens during the marriage, um, who she really is in the marriage. Um, women probably overlook a lot of things as far as the man is concerned, like who he really is in a marriage. And then when you are together all the time and you've validated each other to um, you, you validate each other um, when you validated each other enough, you know, they say um, familiar familiarity breeds content. And mm -hmm. so um marriage gets to be monotonous and you're dealing with the same person oh, yeah. every day, all day, you know, them in their dirty, you know, you get to know this person as they really are. And a lot of people don't really take account into for that going into the relationship. So I think that's interesting. Um, shout out to Karan Williams again. He says, you want pleasure? I got it. But if you want security, I ain't it. Pick a struggle. <laughs> oh. men, I'm down to play or that's something I'm down to play or watch. Watch what? Is he saying that he's down to watch? Maybe he's into voyeurism. Interesting. Um, shout out to Akali Akili Gray. Gray. Mm -hmm. Gray. He says, I think people take Kevin too literally. Most men, even high value men, don't want to be in, don't want to be all in the streets when they have a wife. White men, women are already a headache. Man, listen. Mm. <laughs> you ain't I have to say <laughs> Y'all are a headache though. Um, but um, <laughs> I do do uh, agree that um, I don't think that high value men don't necessarily look at the fact that dealing with other women is going to be a headache because 
a lot of times side chicks know their role. And especially if you're dealing with someone that's high value and he's providing you with certain benefits, more often than not, I think a lot more cheating goes on than we find out about, especially with these high value men. Um, the women will typically play their role. Um, you will get those who won't, but I think a lot of them do just, you know, play their role. Do you think more women will play the role than not play the role when when it comes to side chicks? In today's time, yes, I think more would play the role than uh, not play the role. I think that that's a that's more of a like, you know, when we talked about mistresses and we talked about like maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago, they wanted to be found out. And I think a lot of women were dating and or attracted to married men because of the security. But they were hoping to be able to take you from your woman, whereas a, a lot of um, what I've had discussions with women that are side chicks and or have been a side chick and they didn't want the man. They thought that like, that's a headache. I've I run into so many women that are like, I don't want a relationship because I don't want to deal with that all, you know, and I, I used to push back against the notion that women didn't want to enter into a relationship or want their own man. But I've come to terms with the fact that that's kind of the times that we're living in. Women don't necessarily want to deal with a man 24 seven. Yeah. I find it interesting too. Um, because you will like, uh, shout out to sizzle. Um, mm -hmm. sizzle would be like, no, nah, baby, he can come back home to you. I just got yep. him for a little bit and yep. that's yours. That's mm -hmm. all you, baby. I, I, you know, I just wanted to spend my little time with him and, and go on. But then the only thing that I wonder about, um, because I had actually seen some, uh, a chick on Instagram who, who has a, uh, Instagram page and mm -hmm. she was like, your man, our man your man, your man, whatever. Um, she was like, she cooked for him. He brought the kids by. She has a relationship with the mom. Um, and I was like, so you did all of that as a side chick. But at the end of the day, um, you still want a certain type of companionship for a man from a man. You still want to be laid up with the man. I I seriously doubt. And, and this is just my opinion, though, that you always want multiple uh, dicks all over the place. Yeah, just some of these women love it. No, but this is this is what I'm saying. You might get a trinket here or two, but mm -hmm. I think at some point you're going to want your own man. You're not going to yeah. want the man to, to leave you or when you when you need somebody to be there for you and this man has a family, it's not going to always line up to where he can escape from his family to get to you. When it comes yeah. down to the holidays, if you if you have kids, now let's just say you have one or two children or, or whatever, you're going to, sometimes I feel like you're, you're really going to want a man around. You're going to need him to fix things. You're not going to always want to wait until he gets done dealing with his family. Oh, yeah. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I agree with lovely. that. But you know what? I think that I've just really come to grips with the fact that there are, you know, different women that want different things. I have a friend who is like my boo. That's my girl. She might be listening. But um, she, there, well, let me say this. There are some women who would rather be the side chick to the man that they want. Um than enter into a relationship with somebody who just really wants them. I mean, my friend um, has a ton of men who would love to date her that are like, like 
oh my gosh, love being in her presence, want to be with her, but she don't want them. So there are some women who would rather be the side chick to a man that is unavailable um, and then get with a man who's completely available, um, but is not all that they want or, you know, does not possess all that they want. Yeah, I, I, I've heard uh, women say that they'd rather be single. A lot of women say that they'd rather be single than settle um, for anybody. But then it just kind of tells me that we're unrealistic about our own imperfections as people. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you have to settle for uh, somebody that's horrible um, all in all aspects, but um, 70% of a man is still better than no man. Mm-hmm. Um, 60% of a man is better than no man, right? Yeah. But you have women say, okay, well, he looks like this. He doesn't do this. He He's like that. He's not this and he's not that. And I don't feel like I should have to settle. Um, meanwhile, um, and I look at some women who supposedly settle, um, they tend to have done um, better off in life. Mm-hmm. Um, marriage mm-hmm. is a way of building wealth. Um, you have a family structure. Your children can actually see what somebody is supposed to treat you, how somebody is supposed to treat you. Um, and like, I don't think we do have a lot of examples of um, what marriages are supposed to look like. I was going to say love, but, yeah, you know, I, I don't think we actually have a lot of good examples of what's supposed to happen in inter- like interpersonal relationships outside of. You having this nigga come over at, at uh, 12 o'clock, he out by three. Yeah, um, I agree with that. To be completely honest, I have to I have to admit that being on Clubhouse for the past three, four months has made me a little less rigid in my views. Um, and not only, well, that, that has like helped. That's the most recent thing that I've done. Uh-oh, your sound went out. Um, Shout out to David Johnson. He says, shout out to Sizzle. Can loyal chicks are sister wives. Loyal chicks and sister wives are the real MVPs. Thank you, David Johnson. I can hear you now, Concrete. I don't know what happened. Uh, I was just talking away. But I was just saying that, you know, after being on Clubhouse for the last three or four months, um, I I have kind of realized that um, it's helped to make me a little less rigid in my views and realize that um, what works for me works for me. But there's some things that work for other people that would never work for me, but it works for them. And like I said, you know, I have a friend who she she's she's a very happy person. She is content with her life, um, but she wants what she wants. And if it's not, if she can't have, she would rather settle for that in any capacity than settle for someone who would be hers all to herself. Um, and that's just who she is as a person. Um, but, but let me ask you a question. You don't think at some point, because I think that um, certain situations are very temporary. I think that that type of happiness is temporary because at some point you want what you want when, when you want it. And um, when you position yourself to where um, not to say that the man doesn't do anything for her, he does enough apparently, but I just kind of go back to the 
and and this is my I guess it's my own um rigid way of thinking that at some point you're not gonna want to be anybody's side you're gonna want what you want when you want it so I, I just kind of go back to that like yeah it, it you you get lone it's lonely and I don't think that um when women talk about it to a certain degree I don't think they talk about the ne the negative aspects um outside of wanting you to think that they're happy and that they're totally satisfied with this yeah. and uh, I, that's where I, I feel like it's a bit disingenuous to a certain yeah. degree you know what I'm I, saying I, oh yeah I understand what you're saying and I think that that's a very fair question I think that for some women it can get lonely um we've been friends for a long time and she's one of those people She's um, I'm not even going to say her sign. I was about to say her sign, but she is a very candid person. She lives out loud. And because um, I really want to know. And I was sitting there thinking like, I OK, know I, 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 I will I'll definitely um, type it. You'll be like, oh, OK, makes sense. But um, she is um, not. Nah, no, never. <laughs> um, listen, um, she has people who she um who who fill in for different things, but she's open and honest with them. Like this is this won't lead to a relationship because this is you know she she will even tell them like the situation with dude and say you know kind of like this is who I want to be with, um and they and they settle for that. I don't know why men like don't like to admit that if it's a hot woman that they will be her you know food guy or her guy who does the you know comes oh. and. Like there are men. The who, more like, attractive the woman, the yes. more perks she gets, the exactly. more they do for her. Especially Honey. because she likes like nerdy guys, so she would like like guys that would probably frequent this. Space. <laughs> okay, but go ahead. I see we got a super chat. Shout out to Deron Jones. He says many women want that acknowledgement after a while. Um, before social media, that side chick move was easy. Now women are more likely to blow up the spot. Yeah, especially when it's good to us. Hell yeah. Blow uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. But you know what? Like, oh. I tried to pull you in this Castrology yeah, room. Make sure. That makes sense. Oh, it makes sense? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to pull you in this Castrology room because it was the first time that I got a reading and I wanted you to be in there. But, um, you know, I can't wait until we can kind of tap into something like that for a show because I wanted you to kind of get a peek. But they have them often. So I'm going to ping you in there the next time I'm in there. Yes, honey. I'm gonna keep my uh iPad near me, honey, because I'll text you too and let yeah, you know. Yeah, because um we got some other things to talk about too. But no, go ahead and then we'll we'll, we'll No, I was just saying it's interesting. Um, you know, when things get when things get good to us as women, we want it for ourselves, and I think it's a natural, natural um thing um but i've always I've, i kind of hear that american women are the only ones who really have problems with men cheating but i don't know <laughs> no cj i'm not calling the audience nerds. i said people that frequent this space so if there are men first of all like being a nerd blurs let's keep it a book let's keep it a book y'all here because y'all have problems with women Let's no, but that's not even like that. Ain't even a nerd thing. Like when I right. say nerds, like some yeah, my man is a, I, he he won't uh, admit it, but he's a nerd. He likes herbology. He loves comics. He lo like come on, like blurs can be sexy, but um, it, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. 
Yeah, uh, but let, let's be let's keep it a book though. Y'all just sent for some people before all of y'all. Let, let's not lie. If she <laughs> fine, they'll be like, "What you need me to do? Paint your toenails?" <laughs> you gonna be painting toenails? They gonna um be the, they gonna bring you uh 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 they gonna bring you Chick Fil A on a Sunday? I'm trying to um, paint toenails for her to go out with her boo. Shit. <laughs> If, if I could tell y'all, one day I can't tell y'all in front of Curlin, but child, listen, cause child, that's Darren Jones on your nerdiness. What about you, Curlin? Talking about why I can't talk about it in front of him? Hell, I oh still want to get married. Listen to him. Hey, I'm 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 want you to marry me. No, he didn't say why you can't talk about it in front of him. He want to know. Um, listen. Oh, okay. So <laughs> let's break off into some of these other things because we got some other juicy stuff to talk about. Girl, uh, we're Kendra G, honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she basically went on Kevin Samuel's show with the same same commentary that most black women have had against Kevin Samuels. You think that the men should be this, that, and the third. Men should uh have a certain respect for women. Um, all that good stuff, right? Like she was trying to let Kevin know, like, y'all need to be uh saluting your women. Black women got y'all's back. Uh, black women are this, that, and the third. And Kevin was like, no. And Kevin basically put her in check. I think he ended up kicking her off the show. Um, Kendra G was like, see, that's his problem. He didn't have no successful relationships. He, um, where's his kids? Where's his wife? Where's this? Where's that? Now keep in mind, sister's not married either. And I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was very interesting. I haven't watched a lot of commentary on it, but I did see a couple of clips and I wanted to know what you thought of that. I'm sorry, I was drinking my water. Give me just a second. Um, shout out to Karan Williams. He says, I'm here for the commentary. Excuse the out of you. Uh-oh. Ooh, ooh, Karan, spicy. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, I just had to go up and down the stairs a few times, so I'm fat and I'm out of breath. But look, so I think that. You, you know, you came on the man's platform mm. and you start, you know, espousing the, the typical rhetoric. Mm. Um, I would have expected him to have the response that he did. Like, I don't know what you were expecting. Um, I didn't know anything about her personal life, but it is hypocritical for you to talk about um, what he doesn't have when you're in the same exact boat. But I th- thought, you know, the response was appropriate. You know, you can't come on someone's platform disrespecting them and their platform, not um, acquiescing to the fact that it's their platform and they're running the show and expect to get it off because that, that's not how it works. I mean, it was just kind of like, what did you expect? Kind of was my response. Uh, honey, wait. Shout out to Demetrius again. He says, Sister D, watch it. I'm here for the debates. And then Eisen said some of the nerdiest stuff I've ever heard. He said, y'all have no idea of what a nerd actually is. 
comics, sci-fi, and other sources of entertainment is actually called geek. The term nerd is actually for intelligence requirements. Listen, a nerd, a geek, all that. But um, the both both he fits the mold for both. When I, I was specifically <laughs> talking about my fiance, he fits the mold. But for you both, know what so. I'm what what I what I kind of have a thing thing with that because I'm saying like um people who are into certain comics, sci-fi, and those sources of entertainment do have to have a certain intelligence to understand. Absolutely. Um, both yeah. things, so yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. So like, there's that. Is different. Like the things that interest them are completely different. They are in a space of their own, and uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Like it's sexy to me because you can teach me about something that I didn't know about. We can talk about the sun, the moon, and the quasars, and I'm like, oh wow, really? I didn't know about that. So um, I like it. Listen, uh, Kit Cloud said we've been off all morning. Ooh, Kit, right. don't get timed out. We catch hell all the time, but then they don't want us calling them nerds, they get all in their fifis. But baby, it's not a nerd, it's a geek. It's not a nerd, it's a geek. Okay, so what's your thoughts? Because I, my, my, my initial reaction was okay, what did you expect? Uh, honey, I, I, maybe she never seen Kevin Samuel's show. Maybe. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna roll. Um, I thought sis needed to get over it. Like, why are you there? You already know what what it's about. And mm-hmm. um, Kevin is an older an older gentleman who's lived a certain amount of life, who surveyed hundreds, if not thousands, of men who have some of the same issues with women, um, and the problems with women. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was kind of like, what did you expect? Um, right. so yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, what I did want to talk to you about, honey, was, uh, bad Barbie making $1 million oh, in that six hours on OnlyFans, honey. Ew. Um, I mean... She annoyed me, but uh, yeah, I don't know. She made a million dollars in six hours. I, I can't think of why, but um, yeah, I'm not. Do I can't you say think that, that men are honest, or is it becoming more socially acceptable, um, for men to be um? attracted to younger women it's like as soon as she turned 18 she got that only fans account um and she um, she made a million in in six hours um yeah, yeah. what do you think I about think that some men like girls who have like a little boy body and or who get you know um have like this these balloon type body parts um so yeah there is that um i'm not surprised i guess i'm not surprised because i um was you know already kind of dismayed at the fact that she had such a popularity in like pop and er amongst pop and urban um and such a pop and urban following and you know people who were actually paying attention to her foolishness and actually listening to her rap and whatnot. So once I saw that, um, I'm starting to be less and less surprised by what people, uh, can you hear me? 
Yeah, girl, I'm over here saying that Kit Clouds, he's saying, assuming it's only men subscribing. Um, Kit Clouds, I can guarantee it's more men than women. I can guarantee 89%. But um, yeah, so listen, I'm becoming less and less surprised by what we uh pay our money to do and, and what type of foolishness we pay to see. Uh, you know, we got people following, I mean, paying attention to 6ix9ine and all so I, I'm not really surprised. Uh I'm uh, it's unfortunate, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, um, I I just kind of feel like um, Kit Clouds, if you're saying that it's only men subscribing, if we bring about a topic or a subject and we're talking about a certain um, aspect, so OnlyFans um, would be mostly men subscribing because men um, tend to pay for sex more than women. And not saying that women don't pay, but men tend to pay for it more than women um, because a woman can go outside, the ugliest woman can go outside and say, I want some and a guy would come and give her some. Yeah, a ugly I'm man could hardly go outside and say he wants some, and, and a woman just comes get gives him some. So I didn't realize that's what he was talking about. I'm gonna venture to yeah, say it's mostly it irks men. Me. It irks the crap out I'm, of me. I'm, I'm gonna venture to say it's mostly men. Um, yeah, yeah. C six nine has millions of followers and on OnlyFans and people following him on all these social. I, I don't understand it. Like we're obsessed with with watching foolishness. Um, yeah, it's 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 sad. But um oh my god. What girl, they are saying DMX is reportedly brain dead. What in, in the hospital after a drug overdose? No. Yeah, girl. Oh my gosh. Um oh. praying for him and his family because that 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 is uh oh wow. Difficult. Yeah, that they're difficult. saying it does not look good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so, so, so sad. Wow. And from my understanding, he was doing good. Yeah. That's what I, like I literally heard days ago, like literally days ago, that he was doing good. I think he has a movie or something coming out. Wow. Wow. Dang, but you know what? Um, I think because DMX has always been so transparent about his demons and if you listen to his music and just how open he is regarding his battles and his struggles it literally is it's, it's just sad to you know like you can feel what he's going through and what he's enduring just by listening to his music and that's just crushing wow uh prayers to his family and his children Wow, I think he has a younger child, um, if I'm not mistaken, by his new wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's sad. Dang, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that just threw me all the way off. It was yeah. sad. Yeah. That, me like, too. wow. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know that he's, he, it doesn't seem as though he's passed away, checkmate, but uh, Danny, did you read that he's brain dead? I read that he's in grave condition, that it does, it's not looking good. Yeah, um, I actually just heard that um, he's reportedly brain dead. Wow. Um, yeah. Eisen says he's been wilding out on that dope for a while. He wasn't off of it. Sadly, like most, he just paused. Uh, yeah, addiction is a constant battle. A lot of people. Oh, gosh. So, um, yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking at a source. 
they're saying that um yeah that he passed yeah but they're waiting for the family to officially make the announcement so that's sad but um, i wanted to say that wow as it relates to addiction people who battle addiction like it is it's a lifelong battle there you can be clean for you can be clean for 10 years and, and you can relapse and go right back into the same addiction so yeah um oh yeah it, it, that's oh it's that's sick um it's really really sad i, I just feel bad like his you know this man has babies and we we've seen his battle. We've watched his battle for 20 plus years, him battling this addiction, like, you know, 25, 30 years, um, him battling this addiction and these demons and all the things that he endured. And, you know, um, he talked about how he was like sexually assaulted and, you know, oh my gosh. Uh, I recently saw a video where he was talking about him being sexually assaulted, uh, maybe about four months ago or so. Um, Oh, you know, yeah, um, yeah. He was talking about, I think. Uh, oh, and I saw a video more recent than that. I think it was two months ago where he talked about when he first um, got high. How his like one of his mans, like an older guy from the neighborhood that he looked up to, that he was doing robberies with. He was out in the streets. They were doing robberies. Um, was smoking, and he um, asked him for some. It was he thought it was weed, and um, it was a lace blunt. And that's how, like a man that, that he looked up, he was crying about it. This is somebody you looked up to, somebody who you admired, that you trusted, you know, that you were running with, doing dirt with. And he gives you a lace blunt and you 13 years old. Oh, oh my God. Girl. And like, then we don't take into account. Um, uh, I was listening to somebody talking about like, um, drugs that certain races of people take to and that's more addictive than others to other races of people and i thought um when they put crack in our communities they oh, yeah. really did a number on us mm -hmm. like they really did a number on us I um i don't know i'm just kind of um you know um dealing with family members who's actually uh gone through similar issues it's just, it, you know, it's kind of surreal to me. So, yeah, it just kind of put me in a spot like, oh, yeah, it's so sad. Um, So, so, so sad. I, I just, you know, my prayers go out to his family. Dang. Uh, yeah. Lord bless. Bless his family. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm one of those people, though. I think it's extremely sad, but um. The fact that he will no longer be in pain, like in the physical, you know, once his his spirit descends, um, yeah, or ascends, excuse me, um, you know, that's the only positive. But you know, as 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 people, we don't, you know, it's harder on us to lose a loved one, uh, oftentimes. So a lot of times we don't want to let go, um, despite the fact that, you know, they're tired of fighting or whatever have you. But um. That's sad to me. You know what? The only thing that I think that I'm almost um, that I, I I get I'm relieved about is that um, he wasn't in a situation to where he harmed anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, like he wasn't in a car accident. Uh, yeah. Him doing what he did didn't cause somebody else to die. 
or mm-hmm. be in danger in that situation. And right. I, that's what I worry about when, you know, when you hear about people uh, doing drugs and because um, he's had his battle for years, like mm-hmm. at, at least a couple of decades. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just gone through it. So uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's just really unfortunate. It's really, really unfortunate. Um, DMX was, you remember how many songs DMX had out, girl? Like, you remember he did yeah. like the Rough Riders anthem and. Listen, um, DMX oh, is DMX girl. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's just sad. Dang. Yeah. Um, yeah, girl. It's kind of hard to continue talking. I mean, um, I wanted to talk about at least one or two other things that I had um, just briefly, because, yeah, it's kind of like now it's kind of a somber mood and it's just so unfortunate. Oh, Lord, bless his family. And his so children. let's switch switch lanes. And this yeah, is what I wanted to ask you as what? well. So did you hear about um, the city girls, JT and... Lil Uzi Bert. Okay, so Lil Uzi Bert basically got into it with Young Miami. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, if your friend and your man got into it, how would you handle that situation? Um, I don't think that my friend and my man would get into it because um they wouldn't have any like what conversation would they they wouldn't there wouldn't be a space for them to hold conversation um without like us being in one room and like me being the the glue <laughs> to that conversation um they wouldn't have ever have any they wouldn't have each other's number they wouldn't ever have any conversations outside of me um, so I can't imagine being in that position. However, <laughs> hypothetically speaking, if it yeah. should happen, um, I would intervene immediately. Like uh, I know my fiance and, um, he, that wouldn't be, um, it wouldn't be a good thing. <laughs> he, he, um, is very direct and he is, you know how people are like kind of he's one of those people that can make you look stupid without calling you stupid like he'll make yeah. you he's like one of those people who like ask you a question and like once you think about the answer before it even comes out your mouth you know how stupid it sounds so you're like oh never mind like so he's one of those type of people um so yeah I, I i i can't imagine it happening but should it happen i would immediately intervene it wouldn't get to a level to where like things would get out of hand because i would immediately step in and intervene interesting um i wouldn't really be op- opposed to uh my fiance talking to uh, my friends, but um, I I would probably intervene before it actually got um, to a certain spot, though. Like I wouldn't. Well, yeah, I'm not I saying couldn't... I would be close to him talking to them. I mean, so I'm saying he wouldn't. Ha- he like outside of me, he wouldn't have an independent friendship with them, so he wouldn't be yeah. talking like hitting them up on the side. Like that's what I mean. No, yeah. I, I, 
uh, he can definitely talk to them. Like he, you know, is, is a, a wealth of information. I, I'd love for him to talk and, you know, kind of kick it with my friends and stuff like that. But I'm saying outside of me, he ain't like hitting them up. Hey, let's go chill or like, stuff. Like yeah. That. Right. Right. Um, I guess I'm looking at it too. Like if, but let's say you're in a room and they got into a little discussion and it got heated. Mm-hmm. Um, would you be really quick to intervene? Uh, yeah, uh, I would be. I, I am the person who is often the mediator. I've been in Clubhouse and heard people like disagreeing and it's like two moderators and they going at it. And I'm the person like, OK, y'all like so let's go ahead and change the subject. How about how you know, how about those Packers? You Like I'm that person no matter who it is. So, yes, I would intervene. OK, OK. Ooh, I don't know where that feedback is coming from. OK. OK. Yeah, I would probably intervene, too. But I probably wouldn't have my man like they do a lot of stuff on social media and it's a lot of like I've noticed that um, particularly between JT and Lil Uzi Vert, there are a lot of their problems seem to come out on social media. And I'm like, why is everybody in y'all's relationship business? Like, why is so much of your relationship business uh, public? And 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 made to to the public, so I I don't understand that. And then like actually airing out my personal um, grievances about my mate on on Instagram or Facebook or, or whatever. Like I don't I've never liked that. Like you get into it with your baby daddy and you run the social media, or you get into it with such and such and you got to run the social media. And I find that to be really, really, really strange. Like, why are you always running to social media to tell everybody what happened? Like, oh, hell no, nah, girl, I couldn't take it no more. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I, I just find it real interesting. Like, yeah, real interesting. I, I think a lot of what they do is inappropriate. I mean, they're young kids, like young, well, no, not young kids. They're younger adults and um i think a lot of what they do it shows just like a lack of maturity in my opinion yeah 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 but i've seen it come from some older folks honey uh yeah of course it's like not well yeah maturity age has nothing to do with maturity but i mean i was attributing it for them to the fact that they're still young hopefully they mature by the time they they get a little bit older but yeah oh CJ Rich says you shouldn't be having male friends in the first place. Oh, okay. oh. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were talking about female friends, but um, yeah, okay, if you say so. Is your man uh, allowed to have female friends? My man has um <laughs> he has female friends. He you noticed is, that I said allowed. <laughs> girl, listen, I can't allow that man to do nothing. Like he You know, that's like, the first thing she said allowed. Allowed. Yeah. You know that picture of um, what's his name, Soldier Boy, when he makes that face like, like that's how my man would look. Allow, like, are you crazy? Uh, so yeah, he does what he wants to do, but um, he does have female friends, and he talks to them in front of me, and like they're like his one of his closest friends is a female. She's like super cool. That's like his sister. He's known her for thirty years. So yeah. Okay, are you allowed to have male friends? What what do you mean allow? I don't understand what that means. Does your man allow you? Your man say yes, no, <laughs> whatever. You can't I'm have male friends. To, I'm not about to. Does play your this. man allow you to have male friends? <laughs> um, I am. I can do it. I can have male friends. 
Um, oh, so but, you were allowed to. Mm. Listen, I'm not. That's, I'm not about to play semantics with you. Uh, but I don't have any. But yes, I can have male friends. Um, he, I don't know how comfortable he would be because he is. I'm not gonna lie. He is. Um, you know, he he's a man, and he feels like most men have like an ulterior motive, and they're waiting for the right opportunity. So um, he may not like be completely comfortable with it, but I can have male friends. Carlin, am I allowed to have male friends? Hell yeah. no. Yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> oh, see, I'm allowed now. <laughs> okay, okay. The, Look at you the, getting some freedom. The the the, the, the catch is. If you can't bring them around me, then you don't need to know them. Mm. 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 So okay. I am allowed. Um, Is he allowed to have female friends? Since we're talking about allowances and whatnot? Um, Curtin's a grown man, honey. And <laughs> grown men do grown things. Okay. And so I, I don't get in Curtin business. Mm, that's the part. <laughs> out of somebody's business. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you have to say it like that, country. No, I'm, I'm just playing. Girl, <laughs> yeah, I, I mind my business. Um, okay. you know, I don't, I don't get in Kirkland's. Uh, I don't get in Kirkland's personal business. Uh, you already know my motto. Like, if, if I'm not finna go or see anybody that I can't bring you with me anyway, so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I I just stay out of uh I stay out of Curtin's personal business, honey. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just be like, don't start looking at the nigga now. <laughs> mm. Um, they ain't allowed now. They ain't allowed to come to my house when I ain't there. Oh, okay, mm. now that's interesting. So you're nope. comfortable with him having female friends, but not comfortable with them. No, being... that's my house. Oh, excuse me. That's um, my house. Okay, so can your male friends, <laughs> can your male friends come to the house when he ain't there? Hell no, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. De- can you imagine, uh, JoJo sitting up in the damn kitchen and your man walk in from work? You Baby. fried JoJo some chicken. What you mean? Baby, where's the woman at? <laughs> JoJo uh, woman uh had to go out of town. So Jojo said Jojo should have went, took his ass Jojo, Jojo had to work. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, Jojo just said, I ain't seen you in a minute. He said he wanted to stop by. And Jojo just came, happened to pop up at the house. D, what's going on? I was in the neighborhood. And Jojo better sit his ass in the car. <laughs> Listen, though. Uh, my fiance is, your man, is your man allowed to have company when you ain't at home? Yes, but he would not. Um, he would. Oh my gosh, he would blow a gasket if he came in here and the man was sitting in here. And I'm talking about that's my friend. But at the same time, <laughs> listen though, he is. I'm telling you, like he he is uh, has some very traditional values. He wouldn't. Um, he wouldn't want me to open the door for his friend and let his friend in if he came and you know made it to the house like 15 minutes earlier, or even his male family members. Really? Yes, he's serious. So his brother is in the neighborhood and saying, <laughs> "Hey, I'm I'm on the way over. Uh, I'm just stop by for a minute. Um, let's say you bake the cake or something. Mm-hmm. And his brother stopped by to get a piece of the cake. 
I better give it give it to him through the mail slot. <laughs> Baby, I'm not gonna do. No, I'm serious. He does not believe in like men being in his home when he's not when he's not home. At what all. about it's so, so, so can a woman be at your house? Excuse me, Miss Gemini. So Go can ahead. a woman be at your house when you ain't there, Gemini? Um, I know. Yeah, no. No, listen, I'm telling you, like, I know his friend, like, very, very well. Like, we've been together for four years. I know her. She's come to the house. I think last time she was here, she came to visit. I left and they, they left them here alone. Like, that's, it's like his sister. Uh-uh, it's literally uh-uh. like his sister. Can she, can she, okay, so you, you come back home. You've been at work all day and you walk in the house and let's say he, he got home a little earlier than you. And you walk in the house, the homegirl sitting up in there, you you ain't gonna have nothing to say about it. No, listen though, I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, he would, I'm telling you, he would, um, he would tell me though. Like, like, no, because it's because of I know it's like one female that he has that's that's his friend, and I know her pretty intimately. Like, you know, I know who she is. She's like super sweet, you know. Um, but he, he's he's extremely <laughs> he's extremely um courteous. He would tell me, he would say, Hey, babe, uh, you know, such and such is um on her way over. She's you know, come in to hang out for a bit. Like he would he would never not tell me. Uh yeah, girl. Nah, girl. I don't care how long they've known each other. Don't have no chicken for my house when I ain't there. And don't call me on, on no damn afterthought. Cause so if if sis uh call herself um gonna just pop up, she need to call me and tell me something. But uh Carla nah, has so. a friend that he's been friends with since elementary. Elementary what do you mean and you still got a vagina, right? <laughs> I can't stand you. Like, no, it's not me. It's not. It's not a a source of um. And I don't even think it's a woman being insecure. I think that if chick is popping up at the house, just look at it because I want to see. Hold on. Yeah, if chick is just popping up at the house and she already knows that y'all are in a relationship, and women are very territorial, like sis, why would you pop up over here? Why are you here? Um, Mr. Curlin is married. And I would expect a certain amount of respect to be held for um, the wife because he knows that this person is, is, is he's married. And oh, show me some damn respect. Don't show up in my damn house when I'm not there. I wouldn't show up at your house. So that's where I'm at with it. And so now, nah, girl, if I come in the house and the chick is at the house, I'm cussing her ass out and I'm cussing him out. But I cuss her ass out even worse than I would cuss him out. I, 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 you know what? Typically, though, you're right. Like, I wouldn't be cool with it. Just like, oh, he say, uh, you know, my friend from back home came into town, and you know, I walk in and I see her there. But this is a woman that I know, like, I know very well, and you know, it's like his sister, literally, like, like really, you know. Yeah. Like so if your brother happened to show up, <laughs> you know what? If my brother showed up, my actual brother, I have a lot uh-uh, of uh-uh, uh-uh, my brother showed uh-uh. up, a, a guy that, he, he, that would be would, like a brother to you. A guy that would be like a brother to you. He, um, wouldn't, he wouldn't be cool with it. Yeah, I know. But but part of that is that I've gotten to know her like pretty, pretty well. Like, 
if you know, I, I like if it was someone, that, I'm not about to play. Okay, let's talk about the next thing. Is it something that I'm dying? Okay. It's something that I'm dying to talk about. So, um, yeah, bring it up, child. I'm ready. Did you see the um wedding picture, child? Child, did you see that Jeezy donating money to? to- Baby, I saw, I saw the red envelopes, but. I thought they both looked so happy. I saw so many hateful comments on different vlogs with the wedding between Jeezy and um, Jeannie Mai. I definitely saw him kneeling down, giving those red envelopes, which is what you do in Asian cultures to bless the um, the, the, the <gasps> family. It's <laughs> a dowry. Oh, oh, cuff his ass out, concrete. Cuff him out. <laughs> Karan said, see Rose, a sister wife for real, for real. <laughs> I was at my friend crib around her man on Thanksgiving. Gave <laughs> <Get> her D <laughs> when he went to the store. <laughs> I wouldn't allow it. Uh, I'm not concerned about that in the least bit. First of all, like, baby, if you, is she, if you, is you she, know. Well, I can't ask if she old and ugly. I'll leave it alone. Uh, uh no, she's um older than me, but she's you know she may be probably like eight years older than me or something like that. Is but, she fine? Um, no, but uh, that's not even the concern. Like, <laughs> nah, I'm me. I'm me. Even if she was fine, like, come on, baby, you gonna mess this up? You gonna mess this up? I mean, go ahead, try it if you want to. Don't get caught. That's all I can tell you. Don't get caught. You so <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> He a high value man. You mean you gonna leave? <laughs> Am I gonna leave? Heck yeah! Strap as much as I can to the roof of my car and I'm out. What you mean? <laughs> Listen, concrete call me. I, get I be on. down. I be down for a love. You know, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared to be single, so I'm so, not so um, high value man or not. Listen, listen, honey. Listen, Linda. <laughs> Curling got caught, baby. Just lace up them tennis shoes and come on. We talked come about is is cheating forgivable? It's not that cheating. Um, it's not. Because uh, it wouldn't be the fact that he he cheated. It would be the fact that like how much tr- I've entrusted him, and I know she comes over, and I know this is his like this is his best friend, like really and truly closer than most people that I've seen him, you know, connect with. So. Um, it would be like I would feel like this has been going on for years, and it would just be you know too much at that point. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. But uh, yeah, girl. Um, I'm gonna just set aside a little bail money. Uh, so it's not if, if Erling got caught. Wait, what you want me to do? Put grab my Vaseline, take my hoops. Grab out, your Vaseline. Be on the way. Be on the way. Oh, right. um, yeah. And I'm gonna have a little bail money. I'm gonna have a little bail money set off to the side. Just come bail me out. (laughs) And listen, I'm coming. Where she at? Where she at? Yeah, plenty. Well, uh, you you might as well say that Vaseline and tennis shoes for somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) And and bacon can get that Gucci bag she always wanted with the bail money because I ain't gonna do no stupid ass shit like that. Famous last words, chat. (laughs) Famous last words. You heard the man. You heard. He let Baby, you know. I'm just saying. Say, I'm put that Vaseline saying. on your legs. Don't put it on your face and come over here. Baby, because you know I like a shiny <laughs> leg, chat. But uh, yeah, girl, just get, get the Vaseline and stuff ready, honey. Uh, okay. Shout out to D-Mac the trucker. He says, black men don't cheat. 
We just exercise our options. Yeah, you're going to exercise getting your ass beat. You know what this just made me think about? Okay, so what? when I was younger, don't judge me. Like, y'all, I'm still like this holy, holy Christian woman that y'all know. But listen, when I was younger and uh, my friends yeah. were like, I, right. I, Wait, before you get I, into it, before, before you get into it. D-Mac the truck says Sister George is going to be an ep- on an episode of Snap. Baby, when I get done, they're going to have to create a new series after my ass. Go ahead. Thank you, D-Mac. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> no, but when I was younger, and like my friend, I always rode with like a clique of quote unquote tough girls. They weren't really tough. It wasn't nothing going on in our town. We didn't even have crime. Never had a, a murder while I lived there. But um, I used to carry around girl like a, a sock with like a, a can in it. <laughs> And I think like I was about to say I'm gonna have my kit in my car and I'm gonna put a a can in the sock in case they have to go down. So um, that was before I became reformed and like a, a good Christian woman, you know, back in the day, long, long, long time ago. But uh, I'm changed. I'm changed now, baby. I'm changed now. <laughs> you had a can with a. Listen, you can mess somebody up. You know, that's like a jail thing. You put like something heavy in a sock and um, you can tell somebody up like that because you got like leverage. You you know, you don't have to get close to them. You get a long sock. Yeah, I and heard you- of rocks in a sock, baby. <laughs> I ain't never heard of a can, yeah, though. Baby, listen, a can. Get you a can of beans. <laughs> you can mess somebody up like that. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I'm reforming that poker <laughs> My mama looking for the beans. Like, what happened to them beans? <laughs> Listen, I'm a change. Country, I am weak now. <laughs> Baby, that was the old news. <laughs> Baby, you didn't take all the bushes in the brass chick again. <laughs> Listen, that was the old me, baby. I'm reformed. I, I promise. That's not that's not me no more. I'm reformed. I'm a oh I'm a good God, woman. God, I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> I'm a good woman, I swear. Baby, I cannot deal. Girl, you done took the beans up there. It was ready. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. My mama trying to barbecue. She looking for her baked beans. Like, what are baby? <laughs> Oh gosh! Listen, I, I, I'm a different one. When you said a can, I was literally thinking about like a Sprite or a Pepsi. Or uh, oh no, 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 no! I was can, thinking, like thinking I was trying to measure it out in my head. I was like, what if it busts open? No. You go, girl, you industrial strength can, honey. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, can good ain't gonna bust open like that, baby. I'm telling you, listen, that's Show just a tip. That's just a tip. If y'all ever yeah. need it, go ahead and use it. Baby, that is the hood tip of the day, honey. I cannot. Concrete, I'm so through with you. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I'm telling you, I surprise you every every once in a while. Y'all think I'm this sweet, innocent Christian lady, but um, no, ma'am. Baby, <laughs> I did a bid. <laughs> what a woman with a checker bag. I ain't even gonna lie. We, I got that from like I lived in a small town in the Midwest, but I got that from like friends from Chicago. But it was smart, like it it, it worked. You got a lot of leverage with it. So, um, oh my yeah. god! Uh, shout out oh, to you, 
<laughs> he said, I'm sure C Rose oh, got a couple of restraining orders against me. Never had a restraining order against me. Get out of here. You guys, y'all crazy. What about a peace bar? No, none of oh, that. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out who the hell Concrete had to fight when she needed the damn cake. Uh, I had to roll with my girls. It was never me, but I had to be down. I mean, look, them my them my peoples. Like if they come, I I, I gotta roll with them. Baby, Doug say that's an assault with a deadly weapon. Fact. <laughs> Baby, um, I was in the street. never got charged with assault with a deadly weapon, but you know, it could, you could that could be an assault charge. Use it on, at your own risk. I'll say, I'll say that. I'm trying to tell y'all, like it's it's good to know those kinds of tips because if you don't have anything on hand, you know you didn't get your ass beat with a can of pineapple, honey. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, it it, it look, peaches, baby. Just, just keep it in your back pocket for if you need it. You know what to yeah. do. That's all I'm yeah. Say. Well, concrete, grab the can. <laughs> I'm come on. Keep it in my car, baby. Look, girl, you gonna have the cans in the car. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, keep cans and a, and a pack of socks in the car. Don't put it together. You don't want no. You know, if you get stopped, right, you right. Want, yeah, just keep them separate. I cannot deal. I'm trying to tell you. That's it. That's all. Okay. Um. What okay. were we talking about? Oh, Jeezy uh, <laughs> and Jenny, my child. Girl, uh, so she done finally married the black meat on the side, honey. Mm-hmm. She done got with the meat on the side, and and she is here, like she, yeah, yeah, she is. And um, a lot of people are mad about it. A lot of people, aka black women, uh, I saw a lot of hate in the comments, baby. A lot, a lot of hate. Uh, they said, "How come we ain't celebrating Jeezy like we was Sierra?" And some some oh. some some Negro said because she uh Jenny mine a single mother. <laughs> oh wow 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 wow. Uh, I mean, she might not be a single mother, but she's a forty-something year old divorcee. So I, I you know I don't who who wanted that. who wanted dark meat on the side. She said white her meat keeps her lean and mean. Listen, and, she, uh, got her and- she got some dark meat, honey. Curious to know if the white man that she was originally married to, if he gave her family uh them red envelopes. And I ain't talking about a, a Target gift card, two two red envelopes filled with Target gift cards. I know that it was some real paper in them envelopes. Child. Um, but they said that Jeannie Ma was uh really um really uh trying to help with uh the Black Lives Matter movements. And um, stuff like that. So they said Jeannie Ma was really, really up on it. And um, that she was real prevalent in those those movements and that she's donated a lot. I'm not buying it. But, you know, a lot of people, like the initial pictures that they sent out, Black people were like, we're his family. This looked like a wedding just for her family. We don't do that at wedding. I mean, there was just so many critiques. And I have to say, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Jeannie Ma. I mean, I, I don't love her. I don't hate her. I, I guess I'm indifferent as it relates to her. I did notice those envelopes. That was my only, like, hmm, uh, moment. But, like, they both looked really, really happy in the pictures. I can't even front. 
Uh, they did look happy in the pictures, but you said that it, w it wasn't. They said they had a small wedding. I actually know somebody that was at their wedding too, which is oh, okay. interesting. It didn't look small. About um, the size of that, uh, those, those the photos. They cool said photos. that they had like fifty people at the wedding. Oh, let me count these. Yeah, I've seen a couple of uh, black folks. It was some black people. It was uh, it was probably about twenty. If it was fifty people, it may have been twenty black people and thirty other. Yeah, that ain't. That ain't that bad. No, um, I see this son. Um, I saw black people in, in the full pic. Like once all the pictures came out, I was like, it's black people in there. Oh God, La. Oh well, let me read. Well, Lar said that they played Keisha Cole "Love at the Wedding." Ah, listen, they should have. Child, they should have played "Dreaming." That was my jam. By always doing her little um tick. She was doing her TikToks, trying to trying to sing like black songs and stuff like that. Uh, with Jeezy, you seen that she was trying to get some uh brownie points. Girl, yeah, honey. Everybody like black culture until it's actually time to be. Mm. Anyway, um, shout out to D Mac the trucker. He says, "See, Rose was listening to that R. Kelly when a woman's fed up too damn much." I'm from the Midwest. Hey. No, that's all we was bumping was R. Kelly. Yes, honey. And then shout out to Karan Williams. He said, "Intelligent black men mad too. Jeezy a clown." Oh, oh wow! You, oh, you say so, Karan? You're the first black man I've seen. Everybody else say he winning. Yeah, he winning. She ain't gonna be able to have no more. She, she probably, you know. I hate. I don't know. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna speak uh, bad of that she woman. She said something uh, about her. She would give him a baby. Uh, before they married, she said something re in an interview where she did say, "I, I was shocked. Like, oh wow! So now all of a sudden, you willing to have a baby?" She said she would give him a baby. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, girl, that's interesting. So, you know, once that bank look at that bank account fat enough, a woman to change her mind now. Uh, yeah, her her bank account. Uh, cause Jeezy ain't got no money, baby. Um, they saying yeah, Jeezy right? out here. Hmm. Jeezy yeah. got Jeezy got way more wealth than she does. What did they say he had? Twenty one million or something? They did. Yeah, I've seen that. Jeezy has Girl, Jeezy ain't sold an hour in forever. Like, yeah, he's been, he has some different investments and stuff, though. Let me see Jeezy Network. Yeah, I think I've read that he had like 21 million. He has a ton of uh, investment property. He has an investment company uh, in Atlanta that he has investment properties and stuff through. Okay. They say he is worth 10 million um, oh, when 10 I million. Google it. Okay. Yeah, that's still not What's bad. Let's see. Jeannie Ma's Network. Let me Google that. Uh, they don't really have her network. Network. Let's see. Let's try this one. See, and I'm seeing different reports. I see anywhere, so anywhere from ten to fifteen million. I see ten million, twelve million, fifteen million for Jeezy. I don't know why I didn't um pull hers up like that. They said between two and four million. What I um from what I see. Helping, maybe she can help him. Yeah, I see four million. Um, but she like she might be a good addition where she helps him to um you know expand or increase his net worth. So uh I'm not mad at it if the man is happy. I, I can't lie and say I wasn't like truly surprised. I just you think Jeezy, the snowman, you you don't think Jeannie Ma. 
um, you would think somebody more like a Keisha Cole when you think the snowman. He he talked about, you know, selling crack, cooking crack. All, I mean, me he was cooking them holes. Baby, yeah, I used to love me some Jeezy, honey. Listen, I was Jeezy all day. I chose Jeezy over Gucci. Girl, now we mm. feel some type of way. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, indeed. They say so how much, much he needs. Oh, uh, well, it, you know, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> they said that's not bad. Wait a minute. She probably the first uh woman of uh, other another race who's uh if she has more money than him and she's able to provide, you know, I think she'd probably be the first woman of another race to take on a black man who makes more, less than her. So there's that. Um, you know, they don't usually her. want y'all when y'all ain't got nothing anyway, but Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. There's that. no. We're not saying that. Uh. I, I think it's relative. So we're saying, I guess, for celebrity status, he that's that's pretty good. You know. Um. It's, he's a celebrity. Like it's it's relative. If we're if we're talking about comparing it to what we have, oh, absolutely, that's fantastic. But comparing it to other celebrities or other people in the top one percent, then it's it, you know that's where it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. Baby. Uh. <laughs> L.A.R.C. Oh, was made by all the cans and L.A.R. You, you low down. I, I ain't even gonna hold you, but you low down. Mm-hmm. I'm so done. <laughs> I am so done. But yeah, honey, that's pretty much all I got, honey. I'm ready to go. I got one, one last thing, and then we oh. can go ahead. Okay, so did you see the interview um, that uh, D. Wade did? Um, he was talking about his daughter Zaya. And it was pretty emotional. Um, he was, you know, raised, he was speaking on raising a transgender child. And um, I thought that it was a very good interview. He was very open, very candid. He said when, when she was three, that um, him and Gabrielle kind of started talking about what if. So I'm assuming they started seeing signs. And when she was eight, she came to him and said, you know, dad, you know, I'm a girl or whatever. And um, he talked about it and he talked about it just from a father's lens. And I'm telling you, that was an impactful, super impactful um, 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 interview because like, it made me think like as a parent, what do you do when you hear that from your small child other than embrace them and support them? And he was talking about how they watched like a show called Pose and someone had gotten kicked Girl, I literally had this conversation with um one of my, uh, he's like a brother to me, one of my really, really, really close friends. And um, I think there's still a lot of misconceptions about LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, even I, I still have a lot of ignorance toward their plight. Oh, and, yeah. And, and he's, you know, we, he does too. And he has a daughter. Yeah. You know? And um, he w- he was telling me that he would actually actually sit down and have a discussion with me. But, you know, even when we were discussing it, I was telling him I was like, it's still my responsibility to do um, some research. So I won't speak out of turn or right. um, I actually know what I'm talking about when I do speak on on the community or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think um, he was saying that uh, as far as like. Um, people choosing a lifestyle 
and versus what they feel like they have going on in them. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about what we think that they choose um, to yeah. do. And I, you know, I thought that was a, a real, real interesting conversation, but I said I was going to start doing my own research on it um, yeah. so I can be more knowledgeable about it. I can't lie. Like it may, he said like that, that like he found himself like keeping her out of their family pictures and stuff because they had posted a picture of her when she was like nine or something. And somebody made a comment, like a negative comment. And, um, that ever since then, like he felt like he was hiding her from the world and he had to kind of like check himself like, dang, I'm hiding my baby from the world. But what parent wouldn't go to any length to protect their child, to support their child? I mean, I just think like, dang, that could be anybody, be especially your baby coming to you at like eight saying, this is how I feel. How do right. you deal with that? You, the first thing you want to do is educate yourself and then you want to advocate for your child. I am, you know, heterosexual and it's, I'm not a proponent for that but if that's what you choose if that were my child I would support my child too and I wouldn't want my child to feel as though they have to hide and then when you think about it think about his platform D Wade has used his platform to you know um, cause a t call attention to black issues too but why uh, how are you know if you have a child that's going through something you want to also use your voice in your platform to call attention to what they're dealing with so it was just eye-opening for me it was uh, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, it made me a little bit emotional, but it was yeah. a very, very, very good interview. Okay. I'll definitely be checking that out. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Karan Williams. He says, you think she married a, a broken, a broken, you crazy. She wanted a black baby with, <laughs> she wanted a black baby. The white man was for her family. She oh. was never happy with daddy. Gucci married a baby mama. That's why we love Gucci. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, we love Gooch. We but, love uh, thank you, Doug. Uh, but yeah, and thank you, Doug. Point. if you think about it, that might have that might be that's a very good point that he brought up. That's very possible because she could have married him because of because she talked about so i've watched genie's channel she has a youtube channel and yeah. she talked about it first like her mom was kind of apprehensive and like was like uh, you know wasn't really kind of i guess feeling it and you know and then uh jeezy went out of his way to forge a relationship with her mom and now she loves him she he takes her out on a yacht like she her mom kind of like he spoils her mom and she yeah like but you know what the whole thing is and i think in asian culture um they are taught that white is better yeah and so being sure. that they're taught they're taught that white is better um the mom probably uh felt some type of way initially but then when he started coming through with the money and yes, um spoiling baby. her then yes. it's oh yeah gc great exactly because she oh. doesn't have good english but she's so cute mama my but listen the other thing that i found to be interesting and people want to say me. oh Jeezy, you know, he went in now this, that, and the other. Mm, you got to be careful because her mom is a staunch feminist. And she talked about how she berated her husband, her Jeannie Mai's dad. Like Jeannie Mai, I think she said she blamed her mom for the divorce between her and her dad because her mom was such a hard, horrible person to live with for her dad that she blamed her for the divorce. And her mom is open about that too. She said now they're friends, but she said she was awful to him, that she, her, her mom is a feminist. And Jeannie Mai herself is a feminist. So you guys 
are touting this, oh, he's winning this, that, and the other. I don't know how. He could be famous as long as they consider her attractive. Um, And this is what I'm knowing. This is what I noticed about um, the space. If a woman is attractive, if she is attractive, the more attractive she is, the more she can get away with, the more um, crazy views she can have because she is attractive and she is considered soft. She can be as feminist as she uh, wants to be. If you, if, like that's see, and you're right. But how can she be considered soft when she has a platform and she her views are feminist? When you listen to what she says, watch Jeezy gonna be running around here in a uh, year with a shirt on that says I'm a, I'm a black male feminist. I'm trying yeah. to tell you. And, and um, you know, yeah. So when they when they talk about certain things, I don't <laughs> get close. Dick police. Wee. Wee, wee. Wee. <laughs> You need help, Kit Clouds. Jeezy uh, uh, is winning because he's reformed, not be- not that he's marrying Jeannie Ma. Uh, so is Sierra. Was, she's winning because she's reformed. He, he, he was already a businessman. What has he? What has changed about him since meeting her? Come on now, y'all. Y'all love disingenuous. Disingenuous as hell. Child, please. Uh, he mar- he's marrying the other and y'all salute that and, you, and, it, and there's nothing wrong with being honest and all saying the things that they say about us Danny that's the hypocrisy because she she's Girl, be way beyond the wall and he's Jeezy you have millions of dollars you can get someone a 21 year old Asian woman she's way beyond okay. the wall she's a feminist she's this she's that and they don't care about any of that and except when it relates to black women facts facts so no uh Jeezy married the other one and y'all saluted him so y'all just can salute him for that <clears throat> we get it and we ain't mad at it no more we 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 understand what it is but don't lie don't don't be well he's a changed man and we're saluting him because he's a changed man no please Jeezy right. ain't so cracking two years I mean that's he's doing good Ch- Ch- please. get out of here that man ain't meanwhile, so cracking 15 years meanwhile Sierra has been on the up and up uh for 10, 20 years, and y'all mm-hmm. still trying to uh, be mad at Sierra for having a, a baby with Future. Sierra's Absolutely. the one who really changed. Y'all don't Absolutely. give her no props. Jenny, my married a baby daddy. <laughs> How about that? Oh, please. Y'all, Jesus, the baby daddy. Who, didn't he knock his child's teeth out? He did some and abused that boy and um, was in Fulton County Court for, uh, as a result of it. That part. That yeah. part, child. Jesus, uh, mm-hmm. y'all here whipping ass and taking names. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But salute, yeah, child. We see y'all. We see y'all. Uh oh, Kid Cloud sent us a cash app. Thank he you, Kid Cloud. We appreciate you. He said he's sorry. He said oh. he's sorry. He's <laughs> no, you're funny. We enjoyed it. Oh, uh. Mm. <laughs> but anyways, he, uh, he is. That's exactly why they say he's winning. He has a woman that is on a mainstream. Um, social platform. Um, she is mainstream. Um, she's Asian. She's uh, what's she can be? Um, she can transcend. She can uh, play hood when she wants to play hood, and she can go right back to white woman and whenever she feels like it. Um, mm-hmm. she's able to do a lot. So he did win with her to a certain degree, and I'm not mad at it. But um, don't say uh. 
yeah, y'all wouldn't say he won with Keisha Cole. Y'all damn sure ain't say Russell Wilson was winning with Sierra, right. even though Sierra's a bad chick. Y'all ain't say he won with her. She a single mm -hmm. mom. She a single mom. Jeannie's post. Oh, now we jealous. Now we jealous. Uh, right. We knew that was coming. Baby, you know we uh we sucky sucky for you. Pick color, <laughs> pick color. Yeah, we jealous, honey. Oh my gosh, these girls are crazy. <laughs> Color, you too, Mr. Chen. Pick color, yeah, child. We jealous, child. But, anyways, um, I think that's all I have. sound racist as hell, don't it? Yeah, let me stop, y'all. Like, because I uh, yeah, we joking, it was a joke. Like, nobody, I mean, like, to be completely honest. They both look happy, and if you're happy, then, then it's all good. I'm just calling out the hypocrisy that we hear in this space, that you guys will commend someone um, for marrying someone who does a lot of the same things that you critique Black women for doing. So that's my overall point. Yeah, child, that what Concrete said. I'm going to stop being a racist. I don't want to sound racist at all. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to do that at all. Uh <laughs> Oh, that does sound bad. I want to. I actually, I retract all them damn statements because, child, I need my. I, I never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I ain't trying to sound racist at all. I just, uh, I like to talk a little mess, That's just it. a little mess. Just a little I, I mess. mean, we understand that if we can use the N word without regard, then that. it was a joke. Like, definitely, you know, we, nobody's hating on them. We're not racist at all in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, because we talk about black people at nauseum. Mm -hmm. And real yes. bad, so yes. yeah. Um, I don't, I, you know, you don't want the, the people coming for you when that's yeah. absolutely. Um, so we clarified, yeah. Um, do we think Jeannie Ma is beautiful? Um, she looks about the same as Alec Weck. Do you think Alec Weck is beautiful? Uh, I think Jeannie Ma is, I mean, she, I don't think she's unattractive if that's what you like. She's cute, that's about as far as it goes. Yeah, I mean, well, she's definitely not. I don't think she's unattractive at all. I think Lapita Nyong'o looks better. I think Lapita Nyong'o is beautiful. I think so. she looks better than Jeannie Ma. I think Jeannie Ma's average. I think she's basic looking. And, you know, like... I think that stands out. I mean, but... Yeah, you know. it's nothing. I think uh, when she's made up, I think she's attractive. I'll, I'll say I think she's attractive. That's what Whatever he found in her, though, I have to say, like, his whole energy has changed. Like, I, I'm not even going to front. Like, it seems like he eating leaner and, you know, like, look how lean he was in his food. Like, he is, like, and she is improving his life for the better and he's healthier and he is, like, she said that, you know, they, the first uh, like they talk about different books that they read and she, if he is able to impart knowledge and wisdom on her and she's able to uh, open his eyes to new things that he hasn't seen, then more power to them. Like they both look happy. I honestly, like all kidding aside, I wish them a long and prosperous marriage. I, I mean, yeah. 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 Now for real. Um, and, and to be honest, if he was able to find somebody that was able to open up another side to him, that is absolutely wonderful. Um, when you're able to find love, um, especially in the stuff that we've gone through as a people um, and what we're going through in this current climate, then, you know, um, salute because it's hard. And, you know, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of people aren't able to find um, relationships that are meaningful 
and and that's worth anything and to where they can actually um teach each other something so i think that's a beautiful thing so um i could talk uh i could talk a little mess and i will talk a little mess but no salute definitely definitely salute to that um listen he said, trust the celebration is coming if Lapita's la boy- boyfriend is white. <laughs> um, like, y'all the only ones that care about that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, salute to Jeezy and Jeannie Ma. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Yeah. Wish them all the best. Yes. Um, but I'm going to let you, I know you want to go eat, put something on your stomach. You got that man drunk last night to take advantage. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Gonna let you do all that so I can get my day started too. Um, we said you're gonna be out the house. Um, I hope no nobody show be at your house when you never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm about to set some uh spy cams up because y'all like to play. Oh my gosh, if y'all don't hear from me, just know uh, I'm in uh Cobb County Jail and you know, baby, get your tight. Baby, you ain't even got to use the pork and beans this time. Get a can of corn. And, um, I'm going to see what I can do. I'm going to go get one yeah. of those Sam's cans. You know, the Sam's cans be like real big. <laughs> That's Baby, what I'm going to do. you going to be like on some R, you get. <laughs> if y'all don't hear from me, hold it down for a sister. That's all I ask. Baby, I won't do another show without you. <laughs> no, you got to keep the spirit going. I'm going to be on the, uh, I'm going to call you Colette and just have me on the air Baby, with you. I'm being a chill. Baby, we will keep help. your commentary stocked up. What's your, fla- what's your favorite ramen noodle flavor? I don't even eat ramen noodles. but Girl, um, you had them before. What's your favorite flavor of them? Ramen noodles is cold people food. So I don't eat ramen noodles. I don't eat anything that's styrofoam but turns into food. Um, Girl, when you in jail, ramen noodles is going to be lit. <laughs> yeah, keep me stuck. I guess if I have to choose a flavor, maybe beef, I guess. Go ahead and hook a sister up. You ever take concrete by the ramen spot? Right. Oh, um, yeah, like faux and things like that. Yeah, yeah girl, but no, girl, you gonna be eating them one straight out the pack. <laughs> oh yeah, Doug said tell me to use the soap. Now I did hear you could put soap in a sock. Good looking, Doug. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to Karan. He says, "Stop, Lupita is way better level than Sucky Sucky." <laughs> oh, gosh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. but okay. uh. Yeah, honey. Um, uh, Geechee Dan say, "Are y'all serving Popeyes for Easter dinner tomorrow?" Listen, all black people don't eat chicken and watermelon. So, um, see, y'all can be racist to black folks, which I don't want. Little, um, what you cooking for uh the Mister tomorrow for Easter? Whatever Mister want. Whatever Mister want. Whatever Mister wants. Okay. Um, Concrete says she ain't want to open up the panel today. You want to oh. let me come up for a minute? Yeah, we got a few minutes. You can just open it to, to we'll just for a few minutes. We'll open, we'll drop the link for a few minutes for anybody who wants to come up. We ain't gonna be up here longer than fifteen minutes. I ain't fooling with y'all, but um, I do want to hear what Obsidian. He might have something to say on um on, on your boy Jackson. Yeah. Um, oh, tomorrow I'm cooking Easter brunch. I think this is I'm gonna make this oh. a tradition. For my kids, because I was going to barbecue and grill out, but I have so much stuff to do around this house, just getting my house back in order and cleaning out my garage and yada, yada, yada. So I'm doing like several. Oh, Easter Sunday? 
Damn, sis. Well, I, I'm going to start tonight. So I, I don't want to do like a big thing because I have so much stuff to do. But I'm going to do like the charcuterie boards with the um, different like uh, breakfast items and stuff on them. So, you know, the waffles and the sausage. And I'm going to do, you know, cheese and crab. We're doing brunch. So I'm doing some fried chicken, not from Popeye's, some salmon and, you know, grits. And uh, I'm going to do all that stuff and do like a, a brunch spread. For, uh, okay, that'll be cute. Uh, Geechee Dan says, So, uh, what if Mr. wants some Asian food? Oh, uh, then I'm gonna order him some uh Chinese. I ain't tripping. Hey, listen, I, I, can't I ain't got no I, walk, so I, I can't make anything, but um, I can't speak. We'll say what I want to say on air, but um, we ain't eating no Chinese food. I, I'm trying to tell you, listen, concrete. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I ain't, I'm not gonna say it. I'm being good. I don't want to be accused of being racist, so I'm not gonna say it. Girl, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it to myself. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna deal with you. <laughs> well, I'm no. not. No, but you know what? First of all, we definitely are not being racist against Asians because you know that's because they're gonna start investigating this. Okay, well, I wanted to bring up this. So, you know, with the with all of the horrible crimes that are being commi- uh, committed yeah. against Asians, like nobody advocates for that. It's absolutely horrible. Nobody should be subjected to any kind of hate crimes. But you see, they bring in the Asian gangs back, girl. Like they publicly said, girl, the Asian and gangs I think are, Asian gangs be like tougher than black gangs. Girl, don't don't lie. But um. No, I'm saying like targeting black people, the Asian gang. Girl, I watch Fast and the Furious like one, two, and three. Baby, I live in Chicago. (laughs) What Chicago is just a different animal, bro. It is, but no, they're supposed to be thinking like the Asian gangs and stuff. Like, no, I have seen like, yeah, I've watched movies where and they they look like they don't take no mess. Like, I don't wish that upon anybody, but like, I don't know if that's that's a solution, you know, bringing Asian gangs back and in hopes that they are going to target black people because. First of all, it's not just black people committing uh, hate crimes against Asians. Nobody should be. But um, I've seen, you know, uh, white people committing hate crimes against Asians. And um, I don't think having gangs target a group of people because of the color of their skin in the event that they might one day potentially do something wrong to an Asian person is the right response. So hopefully another solution um, can be provided. Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh about to be really, really crazy. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I've always been curious about, um, but I think the black community has this problem overall with other races of people opening up businesses primarily um within black communities, but not contributing to that community's issues whatsoever. And so um I think that that's a big issue. And I think they've gotten under the radar for many, many years. Um, profit profiting off of black uh, people, but not contributing to black people's issues whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a huge, huge, huge problem. Oh, that's what they are. Demetra said they're triads. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they look like they're fierce. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, um, uh, shout out to Demetrius for uh, the super chat. He says y'all know how to jazz up ramen noodles. What? <laughs> yeah, I, you know. I need my nutrition. Yes, uh, maybe throw you a little chicken, uh, yes. chitlins. 
You said chitlins. <laughs> I'm saying I see people put all kind of crazy. I've seen people put eggs in their ramen noodles. Like what the? Yeah, heck? I can understand the eggs because I actually they do that at the Chinese restaurant. Oh, but... like for four or something. Yeah. Yeah, Boy, but egg. chitlins. That's the type of crazy stuff y'all put in in, in styrofoam. Y'all eat it with styrofoam. So Maybe I'm not going to do this with you. Hey, I'm pitying because hey, oh man, what's baby. going on with you? Hey, what's going on now? What's up? What you think about some of the stuff we talked about today? Yeah, I think the idea that uh, black people have a problem with Asians because they don't somehow give something extra for their patronage is actually ridiculous. You know what it is, Obsidian? It's not that... Um, the real problem that black people have with Asians is that they're insanely jealous of them because Asians are successful and black people aren't. I don't think black folks are uh, jealous of Asians. Yeah. I don't necessarily. If that's the case, we should be jealous of people from the Middle East who come over here and start businesses and create businesses too, and we you are. know everyone else who does. We are. They're called Jews. <laughs> okay. Uh, I disagree, but okay. I don't think that we're jealous, but what I have noticed is um, black businesses. Okay, so I have a friend. Um, shout out to Dr. Bay. Dr. Bay is getting ready to put on um, an expo and she's having vendors come to the events. Um, none of those vendors are any of other races of people, but mm -hmm. people when people come to those vendor events, they support. Um, they pour into those. They do uh, things for those events. They have, um, we actually pour back into each other as a community. What I'm saying, though, I've never seen other races of people outside of white people, because I can't say that white people uh, will pour back into um, they will pour into the black community in some ways sometimes. Yeah, but I, 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 I never white people, seen... white people have been um, have been guilted and shamed. And I mean, you know, look, look, let's, <laughs> we have a lot of we have a lot of official shakedown organizations like the NAACP. The wow, organizations. Oh, yeah, they are, they're definitely shakedown organizations. But and, you know what? And we're good at that. That's that's what we're good at is making white folks feel real guilty about stuff that they had very little to do with in pre in you know previous events of uh the past nearly two centuries ago. City and you sound like a white supremacist in blackface. No, but, uh, like that Jesse Lee Peterson stuff. No, I just, but, I just sound like a responsible American citizen. So let me ask true. you a question. Let, Daddy, let me say something before you move on to your point, what you just said. Okay, so really quickly, uh, regarding uh, them not supporting us, I actually have a friend who has an online hair store. They will not even like, uh, like their vendors won't sell to um, like black hair stores and stuff. So they're like, they, they don't have an inclusive mindset. So I just wanted to add that. And then I'm sorry, you can go. Well, well, well see, th here's the problem. The fundamental problem that black folks have to the extent that they do using this Asian situation as an example is that they don't understand how business and commerce works. You provide a good product or service that someone is willing to pay you for. That's it. Okay. Asians are providing black women in particular with a good product or service that black women are willing to pay quite handsomely for. It's called Wookie Weave, among other things. <laughs> Um, first of all, it's not just well, well, well. Um, Asians also provide some the some of the best general souls chicken you I agree. can ever buy. I agree. That all people support. I agree. Um, but, but all people aren't aren't you know having problem with Asian folks. It's black folks that's got a problem with Asian folks. No, what did you see what just happened in Atlanta with that white man who went up in those um? 
Yeah, and that's like how many white guys do that? It's ha it happened twice, two days in a row, back to back, mass murders from white men killing Asians. In, in in the state of Georgia. Now, how often does that happen in the state of Georgia? How often do the black crimes against Asians happen? Well, apparently, to let you guys tell it quite a bit. No, I didn't say that. And black people are not murdering Asians in mass. That's a white people thing. And we've seen examples back to back of white people doing it. So it's not just black people having problems with Asians. And we've seen Asians killing black folks. You remember uh, what was her name, Latasha, who was killed for uh, purchasing orange juice in, in Oakland? In a country of almost 350 million people, it's expected to have some yahoos, especially when we live in a country where the Second Amendment wow. is, is part, of, part of our part of our. our you know, founding uh formation as a society. So I mean that that comes with the with the territory, which brings me to the Derek Jackson piece. What does this have to do with the Derek Jackson situation? Well, number one, by now you ladies have a copy of my book, so you probably know about about that which I'm about to say. Because everybody knows I've been covering this guy for years. What's you about to say? Well, I mean I think what's fascinating about the Derek Jackson self-immolation, and it seems like, because I was talking to somebody else who was also present at that clubhouse debacle that he did, what was it, a day ago? Um, two days ago. Two days ago, right. Um, <laughs> what's interesting to me about that whole situation is, well, no, well I'll, I'll tell you, uh, Concrete, you accused me of being a narcissist. And I find that interesting in light of the real thing. I mean, you know, D Derek Jackson has been, you know, actually studied by people who are, you know, like been a body language expert right here on YouTube, body language experts and the like, and people who are actually studied in personality disorders, such as, you know, narcissistic personality disorder and so forth. And, you know, at, at this point, the jury's in and, and the vote is unanimous. The jury, the, ju the verdict is unanimous that uh, Derek is indeed a malignant narcissist of the first order. I just found it interesting that you would include me in that group. Well, oh. I, I, I do think that you have narcissistic tendencies. Okay. Um, I, I like him to bring that... stuff back to you. <laughs> first of all, it's always about him. Always, always. I think that you and um, Derek Jackson share some of the empathetic. same... I just you, like you and Derek Jackson share some of the same traits. I just like getting credit where it's due. You know what? You you also um, are a person that's willing to pander uh, uh, and go against your own morals and values for a buck too. Um, I think that when you and Derek Jackson. When have I ever said otherwise? Everybody that knows me knows I'm a stomp down, blood red, stomp down. Not only capitalist, black Republican capitalist. Everybody knows I intend to make a lot of money off of I, BFF. Everybody knows that. I'm just identifying that you and Derek Jackson have now, some of the same now, now, when is, now, when has Derek Jackson ever come forward and said, you know what? I know that these broads are desperate. And they looking at my hot body and they want to get a piece of me. But you know what? <laughs> I'm telling them right off the rip. I'm going to tell them everything they want to hear because I intend to make big bank off of that. When has he ever done that? I've never heard him say it, but I, 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 I don't follow the man. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that's really interesting about all this. Now, all of a sudden, black women from here to there don't know nothing about this. Now, I, I don't follow him. I I've been saying that for the whole five, four or five years I've known you. Even one of his mistresses claimed that she doesn't know anything about him on social media. I mean, come on. 
I know who he is from you. You're the first person I've heard Come that highlight. This, this guy's got a social media footprint exceeding 5 million people when you combine Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Ladies do know about Derek. It's just that they got caught with his yeah. But so, why would you listen to someone who, who uh, promotes something that, that's not in line with your own views? Why would I do it? Why would I? I don't know. I mean, why would so many black women do it? I'll I, I, I have a, a wild guess. See, this, this whole thing has exposed something about black women that a lot of black women ain't, ain't here to, to deal with yet. And that's this. A lot of black women can't bring themselves to admit that they really don't care as much about, you know, good old apple pie and mom as much as they would have us like us to believe. You see, you have to remember, I actually did my research on Mr. Jackson, and I actually had research assistants in the ladies' room. I know for a fact that a lot of sisters really don't care about all that, you know, self-love and, and wholesome down-home relationship stuff. No, they care about banging a hot guy. They can't bring themselves to admit it because if they do, what's that going to mean for all the other guys? I think that um, black women have definitely started to admit it within this decade. Um, black women have are the ones who are most likely um, to not settle. Um, Concrete and I was having a discussion about this earlier this morning um, to where black women are saying that they would rather not settle um, for a guy who, who might be um, even on their level. We, we talked about that this morning. And then go to in droves to the other end of the spectrum in Kevin Samuels to the tune of almost 35,000 live last night, by the way. Mm -hmm. Black women just can't bring themselves to admit some things. By the way, all this uh, nonsense about high value men don't cheat or they do cheat or they exercise options or this, that, the other. Look, ladies, stop it. You don't care anything about family and all that stuff. You don't think Derek Jackson is wanting for any side chicks as we speak? Come on, stop it. You don't care anything about family. You damn sure don't care anything about children. That guy had babies. They're two little small kids. You think you give a damn about that? Well, apparently his wife must care because she's still there and she didn't divorce him when he, she caught him cheating. And how many um, and how many women right now willing to do the side chick thing, quote unquote? Uh, I think a lot of women are willing to do the side chick thing, but you, you it's kind of interesting that you kind of conflate the two. Okay, uh, if a woman, and let me just get this out. So if a woman doesn't stay with a cheater, um, she she doesn't care. If a woman does stay with a cheater, um, she doesn't have any respect for herself. And it's interesting yeah, what men, it, it, it's a lose-lose situation. If she has enough self-respect um, for herself and she doesn't allow a certain thing, then she doesn't care about her family. But then if she's staying in a marriage that she's unhappy in, um, she's losing there anyway, too. It, it, I don't know. It's interesting. You know, are either of you aware of the fact that since this whole thing broke wide open last month, Derek Jackson has gained in excess of quarter million new followers on Instagram? That's my understanding. Are you one of you aware of that? Yes, That's I am. Probably actually. black men, because he said black men have shown him a ton of support since he since this broke. And yet you were present when you saw black men say, no, we ain't giving him a pass for nothing. <laughs> I'm just talking about what he's uh, alleging, but yeah. Yeah. So all, what all of this shows us, and ladies, you're going to have to, you know, step up on this, or not, is is the black man's fear 100% correct about black women in today's time? 100% correct? Hell oh, no. 
But are y'all right on some points? Absolutely. Well, well, well uh, we actually had a show highlighting what the manosphere was right about. Let's, let's, well, let's look at in Derek himself, the kind of man that he is. It should be a no-brainer. The man should be DOA. And he's not. He's actually gained. But you keep so trying to... Because it sounds like you're trying to regulate or, or uh, relegate, that's the word, relegate uh, what a cheater looks like um, in a, across the board, and that's just not true. Oh, wait, um, I, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, let me finish. Now hold it now. Um, we have we have textbook study on this guy, so we do have a profile. You have a profile of one man and what one man looks like as a cheater. Um, I've talked extensively to women who's been cheated on all by all kinds of men. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, he he's been the um. Now I will say that there's a type that probably is most likely not to cheat, and I would say the shorter man is probably the most likely not to cheat. Oh, but then, if the short man had the same options as a tall man, we've also heard short men say that they would rather have that guy's the, the tall man's lifestyle. So if they had the options, are you saying that they wouldn't? Come no, on, since they don't, they don't. We yeah, have to, they don't. We have to go by but if they had the options, they would. We have to go. We have to go by what is, not what could be, should be, ought to be. What if he had this? We're not. What this isn't yeah, Marvel. Please. Short this man cheat This isn't Marvel. Yeah, but if, if a short man, the, this is the difference, though. This, this short men don't have the same options this as a six-two. This uh, is a guy that's six-two muscle we're down. Going by what is, we have the profile. We have to deal with it now. So the question is, black women ain't turning on mass. They're not. They're not canceling him. And we've seen black women cancel. Y'all don't cancel out cheaters either. You remember Rich Dennis of Shade. Y'all don't cancel that? out. Y'all you remember, you remember, you remember Rich Dennis, how he got canceled wholesale by the ladies after all his work and toil. Who is Rich Dennis? Ladies? You remember that, don't you? Who is Rich Dennis? Oh, my goodness. Oh, the amnesia. Oh, the amnesia. You know, oh, my memory don't work as well. Who is Rich, Rich, Dennis? Rich Dennis of uh Shea Butter thing of Shea uh, Moisture thing? Remember him? Y'all remember that? No, all I, I know about Shea Moisture is that the company was bought out by white people. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it seems to me that uh, this whole situation is proving the black man is free 100% correct. And, uh, you know, my research has been very well rewarded. I I will say that the black manosphere had, well, specifically you were pretty correct in um, calling out Derek Jackson and, and, and his antics and um, alleging that he was, you know, uh, just pandering and everything that you've said about him. I, I can um, agree to the fact that you were correct in your assertion that he was essentially a fraud that was um, just trying to make money uh, by pandering to women. I, I think, yes, you called it because, you know, it takes a panderer to know a panderer. So, yeah, I agree. Oh, how am I a panderer? Oh, you said Shut up to Demetrius. Asian Americans are doing what black folks should be. Thank you so much, Demetrius. Go ahead. How am I a panderer? Didn't you just say that you you uh, openly admit that you're a capitalist and essentially, you know, you will do what you have to do for the almighty dollar? Well, it isn't hard. Black women make this so easy. It's not hard. BFF is one of the easiest ways I've ever made money. I wish so, I did a long time ago. So would, would you be considered a, like a panderer to black men? Absolutely. Even though you know that they're at fault for certain things as well? Absolutely not. I'm just I'm just simply telling the truth in real time that can be verified. 
about black female behavior. So I what do you right call black men out? What do you call? Well, I'm sorry. No, I have heard you call black men out. I, I heard you call out um, Antoine Fuqua, and I've heard you actually um, call out black men who are like don't pay their child support and stuff like that. So I, I have to acknowledge, since I've talked about the similarities between you and Derek, that is a difference between you and him, a major one. That you, I have heard you call out black men. Your focus is on black women, but I have heard you call them out for being cheap and you know for not investing in their um in their own best interests and things of that nature so i can admit that yeah so i mean it seems to me that this is something that a lot of ladies want to be doing a lot of soul searching on it seems that the general consensus among the brothers the rank and file in the black manosphere is that not only will this situation change i.e black women ain't going just you know jump ship like rats from a sinking ship on Derek. if that is anything and we do have some empirical evidence to back it up they're going to back them up even more because at the end of the day, this is what black women really like. Which brings me to Kevin Samuels's high value men don't cheat. I think it's uh, a tempest in the teapot. I think the ladies don't protest too much. They're not really that bothered by it. They just they, they just don't like it out in the open or being publicly spoken about. The real deal is, is that black women would much rather be part of a team than to have Mr. Average at best all to themselves. That's Let me ask you this question, though. What do you think about um, Kevin's uh, comments about um, women not being pleased sexually? What about it? I want to know your opinion on that. Uh, should a man be concerned with pleasing his woman sexually? Well, if you're broke, you, you definitely should be. What if you're not broke? I don't hear. Do you hear any many uh, black men or for that matter, any men that are successful, really uh, too, mur too worried about that? Do you hear that? I'm asking about black women. Um, okay. So black women um, tend to make mating decisions off of what we're attracted to. Um, what I've heard a lot of black men say is that, and, and especially within this space, that they don't care about pleasing a woman because she should be coming um, for the simple fact that she has this certain type of lifestyle and she's living a certain type of lifestyle. But um, all right. Huh? That sounds about right. Okay, so what do you is that your opinion? No, I'm I'm just saying. I mean, look, should, should problem, high value men please their women? The problem with a lot of Actually. black the problem that the one thing that this whole period Well, that, I, wait, wait, wait. I want you to answer that. Yeah, I'm answering your question. One okay. one thing, yeah. One thing that this entire period including the Jackson meltdown shows us is just how delusional black women are. Who okay. you are, who are you to think that you're going to get everything in one man? A great lover, a great friend, a soulmate, uh, a prophet, a prince, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, a potentate. You know, I mean, he's going to be he's going to be great with kids and take, the, you know, little cats out of a tree and help little ladies across the street. I mean, really? You have okay. to read offs here. So you're saying that if a high value man is making the money, um, she should just be satisfied with that. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Okay. If he's willing to give you a, a lifestyle unto death and beyond the grave, let's get this clear. A man is supposed to do this every day until he's dead. If he's lucky, he'll die on the job. Then he's supposed to continue to provide for after he's down in the ground. Now, my thinking is this. What is that worth? Okay, so he didn't pound your back out last night. Oh, 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 sucks to be you. Right. While you live in your nice subdivision and drive a really nice SUV type of truck. And be able to go to the French Riviera. 
in that case, then, since a man, since a woman shouldn't expect a man to be everything that she desires, does that mean she just gets a man to fill in those gaps that she just finds someone else to? That, that's for them to work out. Oh, okay. That's for them to work out. Some guys don't care. Other guys care a lot. That's for them to work out. Do you care about that? Do I care about it? Yeah. Well, why do you want to know? You're talking answer about it. a question. You can't answer a question with a question. I mean, right. why are you asking me personal questions like that? Because we're talking me? about it. Are I you was... serious? You ask us personal questions all the time, but now well, I, mean, well, I, 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 do admit, I, I do admit, I, I did ask, what was your bra cup size concrete rules? I did ask that. I was very curious. But uh, I'll cop for that. But um, in any event, no. Do you care about a woman's pleasure? Do I care about a woman? Absolutely. So you're a high value man and you care about I a woman's care, pleasure? I care about myself a work in progress. Okay. Um, but you 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 seem to have the high value men traits now, right? I do. I you you make a certain amount of money. I do. Okay. Uh you have a certain type of network. I do. Um, you dress a certain way, right? I do. Haven't had any complaints from the ladies. Okay, so you 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 should be considered high value now, right? I consider myself a work in progress. Okay, but being a work in progress, um, you and you care about a woman's pleasure. Why can't women have the expectation that they will get a man like you? Um, you you're with your lady friend. You've been with her for quite some time. Oh, we've been together for about twenty five thousand years. Twenty five thousand years, and you're able to do this. Um, and you care about her pleasure. Why can't we look for for men like you? And and care, like, why wouldn't men care about our pleasure if you do that? Well, I mean, everybody can't be like me. Can now? Can they? Yeah, but the fact that you care about your woman's pleasure, why aren't you passing this uh, information or passing these things down to your brethren? Because they haven't asked. Well, they talk about uh, how, uh, why do you care about a woman's pleasure is my question. Then. Why? Yeah, why? Uh, it's just a nice thing to do. They don't ask about half the stuff, information that you provide them with, but you still provide it. And my question to okay. you is, uh, let me ask a question and then I'll answer. Okay. So my question to you is being that men can't be everything that a woman wants them to be. Is it okay that? Then, well, being that a woman shouldn't expect a man to be everything that she desires in a partner. Um, sh what should women take the same approach and start slacking off in different areas? Because, you know, sometimes they're tired and they still have to go home and, you know, cook and clean and, you know, uh, have intimate uh, moments with their partner. Should they start being like, well, he shouldn't expect me to be everything he wants me to be. Uh, he, you know, he, he'll be okay with this 80% or 75% that I'm putting in. Especially with black women working as well. You know, oh, and contributing to the household. Well, isn't that what a lot of black women that are angling for a high value man don't going to do anyway? They want an all pair. They want a nanny. They want somebody to help around. You know, basically a maid. They, I mean, they're doing it already. Okay. I don't hear any guys really having a problem with that. I don't. And and just to go back to something is, uh, you said that you care about women's pleasure because you're a nice guy. It's just a nice thing to do. Okay. I that was a nice guy. I said it's just a nice. It's thing. a nice thing to do. You're right. You did say it like that. Okay. But being nice isn't a requirement, though, is it? To being a high value man, though, is it? Um, I don't. I I don't necessarily have the view that high value men um tend to be nice. 
um, because they don't necessarily have to be nice. They're high, high value. And so people gen generally acquiesce to what they want, which Most is something that you've church. also said. Yeah. And you said if a woman isn't on your program, um, she can go do what she she can do. Right. Oh, yeah. OK. Oh, yes. Now, is there, I mean, there are, you know, requirements and strictures and, and so forth. I find that the ladies over 40, as a matter of fact, which do tie into today's topic. See, I'm, I'm willing to give the young chippies a pass. If you're like 22 or something like that. I'll give you a pass. But the, the action ain't happening among the 20-somethings. Everybody involved in the Derrick Jackson debacle, for example, are over 30. So I find that a lot of the older ladies, the lovely ladies, they leave a lot to be desired. And not just in terms of physically, we got that, but also in terms of cognitively, which is the reason why one of the requirements I have for any lady is a 1,000-word writing sample. If you don't stop it, you make her submit a writing sample and you grade it like a paper. Yes. And you give her like a A, B, or a C. Yes. What would be her benefit in doing that? Like I can't. I, a man better not. Her ask pleasure doesn't for, matter. He her better pleasure. Not ask me for a twenty-five word sonnet. Like what? Why? What would be the benefit in her doing that? <laughs> well, well, I mean, sonnet, baby. I ain't writing a paragraph. It's to determine. <laughs> it's to determine cognitive ability. That's the reason why I want to know which school you went to. All schools yeah, aren't. You do put a big emphasis on that. So if she went to ICDC, you won't date her? No. <laughs> what, so would you consider staff? yourself How like. You say that and you blue collar, you didn't even go to school. Because I'm, I'm one of those guys and I can say so. I said so. That's why. Because he's high value. Hypocrisy. No, it's no hypocrisy here. But he's a high value man. So the man that um, has gold determines the rules. So, and I mean, he's one of the only high value men that cares about a woman's pleasure concrete. So we need to put some respect on Obsidian's name, honey. Man, please. I mean, if you listen to these lovely ladies talk, I mean, you listen, call in on Kevin's show. I've heard uh, late lovely ladies pose questions to Derek. Trust me. Yeah, you would definitely question whether or not they did any reading at all. Well, Derek was dealing with doctors and whatnot. So Yeah, uh, look how that turned out. So, I mean, it seems to me that the, the black manosphere has been vindicated in spades on all this. Seems like to me that a lot of the things that, you know, a lot of brothers have to say about black women is, uh, I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's kind or polite or something that you say in polite company. I, I agree with all of that. It's not very nice, but it is true. Well, let me ask you something. I've seen, not not you per se, but I've seen a lot of men indicate that degreed women, that career women are more difficult to deal with. Um, but you seem to be taking a stance where you are putting an emphasis on the level of education that uh, your mate or potential mate has. Um, why is that if, if you share the... Um, mindset or the opinion or if you're of the opinion that those women are typically more difficult to deal with they're more likely to have a feminist stance and you know they are definitely have more of a western view as opposed to a, a broad world view um why would you want someone who um is degreed and yada 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 uh because again there are different levels to degrees in colleges there are degrees to it so or, or various gradations of it. The higher you go up in it, the more likely you are to find women more in line with patriarchy than less. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but it's true. If you study the divorce rates 
among mm-hmm. upper middle class is like 20%. If you study the divorce rates among the lower middle and working class, it's more than double that. So the the issue is the higher you go up the food chain in terms of university, the less likely you are to run into, you know, insufferable so-and-sos. That's very interesting. I've never heard that. I'm definitely going to look into um, the statistics that you touted. Um, I find that interesting. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So most black women get, you know, kind of antsy when I ask them where they go to school. Because they know that there's a difference among schools. They know that. Your SATs don't tell you where you go to school. Your SATs don't tell you where you go to school. They tell you what school you can't go to. That's true. I actually had a conversation with someone yesterday on Clubhouse and we were talking about, um, you know, the fact that, you know, all schools aren't created equal and that, um, you know, a lot of these online pop up schools and like the difference in receiving a degree from one of those schools versus going to, you know, University of Boston or um, something, you know, uh, similar. So um, that is a very good point. I understand uh, what you're inferring or what you're um actually stating um but i just i've never heard anyone in this space put an emphasis on that of course not which goes back to why to the question of well you never went to school so why are you doing that because i can do you think that women who are educated make better um better uh marital or make better significant others uh, the research says yes. Charles Murray, um, coming apart circa 2010. You can get it on Amazon. He talks about this. Women that are highly educated. When I say highly educated, I don't mean just in terms of degrees, but also who go to the best of the schools in the country, arguably the world, they have much better marital outcomes than women who don't. So why do you think the mental sphere is so against um, women being educated or have problems with women who um, kind of for their education out there because they don't have any, they don't have much access or exposure to women who go to Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Brown, uh, NYU, uh, excuse me, uh, not NYU, excuse me, uh, UPenn, uh, Stanford, Northwestern, MIT, Caltech. Most, most black men in the black man's sphere won't have access to that or exposure to that. Most black men will deal with black women who go to say, you know, one of the more lower seated, HBCUs, a lot of, you know, big state colleges, temple, that sort of thing. Okay. But let's just say the woman didn't get like the basic, uh, um, social degree, you know, like a, a, you know, like an easy degree, so to speak. Oh, you mean social? Uh, That's the most common uh, degree among black, uh, black folks who have, yeah, especially black women. Right. Let's say she had something outside of those degrees. Wouldn't you think that would make her better suited? Yeah, especially if she went out to a to a, a more higher selected school. Yeah, she went to a Duke or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. What? So, do you think that feminism is uh, a big a big deal to black men? Like, do yeah, you think absolutely. it's as big as 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 it said here? Absolutely. Okay, but when uh, most women go to college, a lot of feminism is taught in in college. It is. 
it is. there's a large focus on women's studies and, and especially like in a lot of the schools that you're stating. So I would expect that those women would be more likely to have a feminist mindset than not. Yeah. Um, a lot of the um, big schools that I mentioned absolutely have, you know, woke studies. That's what I call them. Black and women, that sort of thing, gay and all the rest of it. Yeah. But see, here's the problem, though. Again, the very nature of those schools, their selection processes, who they let in and don't, um, as well as the general. I'm sorry. You're not going to get the same education at Northwestern that you are at Loyola Marymount. Loyola Marymount is just not on the same par with Northwestern. It's just not, you know, University of Washington ain't on the same par with the University of Chicago. No way, no how. That's just, just not. No, uh, uh, you know, um, let me think of another one. Uh, Arizona State ain't on the same par with Columbia. It's just not. It's just, I mean, even if you did select, I mean, if you took into account the liberal arts of both, the liberal arts at Northwestern is a far cry more than the liberal arts at University of Washington. They're not the same. They're just not. So, again, I mean, you look at the outcomes, the women that go to these more selective schools, including black, I might add, have better dating and mating and marital outcomes than women who don't. I really just think that this is an example of you being a school snob. You are um, kind of bougie and you're snobby. You have a snobby attitude towards a lot of things. And I think this is just another example of that. Well, well I mean, but that's the reason why I cited the empirical evidence. The empirical evidence, whatever my own personal motivations, whatever they may be, I'm not denying that you're right or wrong. What I'm saying is the empirical evidence bears it out. Uh, Charles Murray talks about this. The elite schools have different outcomes than the ones that are not elite. And a lot of black women go to so-so schools and look at the results they get. You don't, you don't, you don't see, you don't see many black women who went to Yale, Princeton, Brown, Harvard, Northwestern, Stanford, calling up Kevin to try to, you know, call himself going to go a couple rounds with him. There's a reason for it. But the women who attend those schools too, um, like have kind of like they they have a, 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 a attitude of superiority. So I can't see them wanting a traditional relationship or acquiescing to a man. They're gonna a lot of them might feel like. And then okay. I mean, look at Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama calls the line Uh oh, Danny, you're not on mute. Oh, sorry. Look at Michelle Obama. She fall in line behind uh, 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 Barack. Look at uh, Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. Wellesley and graduate. No, no, she falls, she falls in line behind a Rhodes Scholar husband, Bill. Oh, no. Come on. Like Hillary Clinton? Hillary yeah, Clinton yeah. wears Hillary her Clinton. pants in her marriage. Come on. Like, are Hillary you serious? Clinton, Hillary Clinton, who got humiliated more than once on national TV behind what Bill did. Did she divorce him? Did she leave him? She might not have left him and she might not have divorced him, but that's because it's a uh, business relationship. Michelle mm-hmm. Obama, I think that she has a lot of pull in her relationship too. You heard the comment that she made about her being a single mother while being in the White House. No one who is has a traditional mindset would make a comment like that. Right. And black women have a what? 80 they, they have the highest divorce rate of any group of women at 80%. But she just happens to stick around. Right. Somebody of her pedigree. Princeton. Right. Worked at the University of Chicago uh, Hospital. Worked at a prestigious law firm and was Barack's mentor. 
Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that she's right. unhappy in her relationship. I'm just saying she knows that she's in a in a role, a, a, a leadership role in her relationship. That's she's why she says role. stuff like, "I was a single mother while for eight years." Yeah, yeah. She's a she's a, in a leadership role, right? Keep believing that. See a lot of black women I who don't. You see a lot of black women who don't know anything about that life have a lot to say, but very little actual experience. Very little. I have a lot to say because I am a traditional woman and I know that when by you know, watching their behavior, right? I, I am a traditional woman and I wouldn't engage right? in some of the things that I see them engage you know, in. Right? That what does that matter about me being a traditional well, it matter, woman? It matter, that's, it not assert, that's not it an matters, assertion that I made. It matters, it matters a lot. It that, does we're not. Talking, we're talking about we're talking about women who attend the best schools versus women who don't. So those women who attend the best schools are going to be leading from behind, just like Michelle do does and know? just like Hillary how do you, how do you, how do you know? Because I can see it, just like you're making an how assertion you, about something you don't know about. Well, I, well, I actually, I'll I, I put it this way. I know more black women who attended those top 10 schools than you do. You don't know the intimate goings on of their relationship. Oh, I, That's what I'm speaking I, I know them very intimately. All of them oh. were bent over my couch. Oh, please. I know it very well. And that's the so reason why, why aren't you married to one then? Because I, I don't have to. I can afford not to. Be. If they, if they have perk. everything that's that you perk. desire, why, why aren't you perk. married to one? That's, a, that's another perk of being an HVM. Oh, please. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's okay. absolutely true. Oh, by the way, other people in, in, the, in the circles of people that I know who actually know about that high value life, they have absolutely no problem with it. None. Because I have something that approximates what they have, which is a respectable marriage with a respectable lady with the right kind of background who people like and smooths out my rough edges because I know I tend to, you know, unsettle, you know, the good little white, you know, little uh, uh, white liberal uh, ladies. I know that. So I have somebody that can smooth that out and they like her and she has the right look. She has the right pedigree. She has the right bearing, and people have no problem with it. The people that I matter. believe that because I think that that's your focal focus focal point because um, it's evident in how you your your rhetoric. You are essentially a white supremacist in um, blackface. Oh, I'm now. That's I'm a you are concerned about. So you would be concerned about how they view you. What makes me a white supremacist? Your your talking points. And how do you know that I'm talking about white people? I didn't say what color they were. I'm not. Well, I assume that you you just said white liberals. You yep. just said white liberals. I said white liberal women. I, I didn't say anything about everybody else. Okay, so white liberals. That's that's all I, I needed to white, hear to indicate white, that you're talking about a white liberal white liberal women. Okay, a white liberal woman is a white person, right? Yes, but oh, that okay. doesn't mean that everybody is a light a white liberal woman in those in those circles. Okay, well, that's all you um, highlighted. So that's what yeah. my focus was on. Oh, but, I mean, because there's not many black women that are in those circles. Very few. I mean, this isn't my personal opinion. This is something that you can empirically bear off for yourself. Just look at the percentages. Relatively few black women are in those circles. Although there are black men there. A lot of black men have non-white, you know, you know spouses or, 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 you know, uh, significant others and things like that. Like, it's not, it's not uncommon for me to attend a major art gala that's black and see most of the black men in attendance having non-black significant others. That's very common. I can believe it. That's a sign of status. So, you know. And, and, all, the, and all the lovely ladies of, uh, of the Afro persuasion, if you will, 
tend to kind of, you know, all huddle together in the herds of heifers that they are. That's very common. You see it all the time. At least I do. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so I mean, so, yeah, I mean, that sort of thing, it, it does matter. And I, and to answer the question again, why it seems that so many brothers in the black manosphere have the view that they do is because not many of them have access or exposure to many black women who went to a top 10 uni per U.S. news. And that's that's not a that's not a knock on them because the vast majority of brothers ain't going to have that kind of experience because it's re relatively rare. Not many black women go to those schools. A Michelle Obama is extremely rare. Just doesn't happen very often. Best you can hope for is that she went to a middling, you know, state school or something like that. And then you get middling. So in that case, it sounds like you are also looking for like the top one percent or top top small percentile of of black women, like like the black men who come on uh, Kevin's show, uh, the black women who come on Kevin's show, looking for this very small number uh, or competing for this very small number of black men. You seem to want the top tier black woman that's in. Um, that, you know, is going to be in small numbers as well. Well, not only that, I mean, but in, in times of our looks, you know, the universal standard for beauty for a woman is between mm -hmm. five, eight and six foot. You just mentioned Alec Weck, for example. Not you, Mr. Miss Danielle George, just mentioned Alec Weck. She's a she's a case in point. She fits the universal standard of beauty between five, eight and six foot. That's the universal standard in the beauty business, the fashion business. And it's been like that for many, many years. I didn't make the rule. Here's the part where I yeah. say something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's always a show with Obsidian, honey. Always. Obsidian. Yes. Um, what other things do you have coming up in the future? Oh, I got another book that I'm writing. This time it's going to be the lovely ladies' turn. So I'm writing a book for the lovely ladies about dating and mating that should be coming very soon. I don't want to say exactly when, and I don't want to give away the title of the book, but I am working on it's, it's not a direct sequel to the current book that I have out, but it is related. Um, I tried to, I try to, the way that I have it all structured and planned out is that the books all kind of interlock with each other. It's like one big Marvel comic book. They all kind of interlock to each other and interrelate to each other back and forth. So, um, that's something that's on the horizon. Uh, Continuing to do, the, you know, the live show here on YouTube and elsewhere, I do have an eye on expanding out into Instagram live, but I don't want to say exactly when, but I, but I do hope that it will take place in 2021. So, so how's the current, how is uh, the current book doing? Very well. I uh, just got to put in the order last week for a big shipment because, uh, you know, sales, personal sales are brisk and, um, I'm looking at a nice stack of pre-orders right now that's already in. And so half the shipment is already taken for. So the other half is still up for grabs. So if anybody wants a personally signed copy, you don't want to order it from Amazon or Book Baby or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million or Scribe, and you want a personal signed copy from me, because this is a historic moment, you know, the Black Manosphere's first true book. I can claim Second. it. And uh, yeah, so you can, so you can, uh, you said second? Second. Yeah, there's already been a book in the Black Manosphere. Who was that? Um, 
Grinch um, actually made a book. Mm, okay, is he is he considered like you know one one of him? He's hotly debated. So I don't know. I mean, the ratchet the ratchet rouge. Yeah, I know. Um, I know the book. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah, I was told that this should have been considered um, the Black Mental Sphere Bible as far as yeah. it pertains to yeah, um, female. And somebody is actually saying the third because how could we even forget uh, Alan Roger Curry's book? Oh. Well, that's just it. He doesn't consider himself part of the Black Manosphere. Okay. Well, Grinch definitely well, does consider himself the Black Manosphere. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's it's a matter of debate, but what isn't a matter of debate is that, uh, you know, one of the founding fathers of the Black Manosphere put out a book. So, there you go. However you want to measure it. Uh, it is history. It is historic. I was talking about the whole thing with Derek Jackson before it became a thing. It's all chronicled in the book. As a matter of fact, I even I even thank him for uh, being the impetus for me to go ahead and write a book. So it's right there in the acknowledgments. So uh, and I do have did, did, did you mention us in your book? No, but I, I, I might. <laughs> oh wow! He, he refused to even mention us on his show. He says those who shall not be named. But I do have a question for you. Obsidian. I wasn't talking about you, lovely ladies. Yeah, you were, but you and you've done it a couple of times that we've seen you say. That she who must not be named, really. Yeah, about us. Um, when you yeah. points directly... that we've made, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did have a question. I think for we're you, getting I... a lot of that from this space, Obsidian, and I, I was kind of curious. I'm like, I feel like um the breakdown has been a pivotal um show within the manosphere, um, but I feel like a lot of people uh try to distance themselves from us, um maybe because I go off a little bit, but I, you know. I just thought, I thought that that was interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, especially because, like, I know we first, I think Obsidian was one of the first, Obsidian's show was one of the first shows that we announced that we would be having our own show. And initially, you know, I felt like we were embraced. Um, but I think, too, it could play it because we're, we try to be, we're middle of the road and we're objective on some things. And, um, you know, they feel like we're not taking uh, enough of a male identified stance on certain topics. I don't know what it is. Well, see, the problem is that you're not, you're not, you know, actually kneeling and offering the appropriate propitiations to the black monolith. See, that's the problem. I know. Yeah. Concrete, can you translate what he just said? Well, he, he said we ain't we ain't on our knees. We're not, um, you know, we're not we kissing the ring. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, there was something else I was going to ask you about Derek Jackson, and I forgot yes. it was. Uh, dang, I, I know oh, you said that you don't. Oh. Go ahead. Uh, well, Jessica X says, aren't we pioneer women in the space? First women's no, channel. Um, we are the first women's channel with two women. Yeah, um, and we have had the most consistent show with two women. I think we're the first consistent channel with two women that's been in the space. But um, shout out to Kendra D, uh, the, also known as the Crimson Cure. She would uh, be, I would say, probably the longest running women's channel within yeah, the space. Definitely. So. Shout out to her. Uh, and, and definitely shout out to the both of you because it's always better, you know, when you get one more. It's always room for one more. And, uh, you know, it's always better when you have two women instead of one. Yeah. But um, thank you, Obsidian, for coming up and engaging with us. Uh, always interesting. I'm always you said you had a question about uh, yeah, you I said can't you remember what it was. It slipped my mind. And I, I know you answered. Um... Sorry, I have allergies. I was sneezing. Oh, no. You uh, spoke to whether or not you feel as though uh, men would 
embrace um, Derek Jackson, but do you think that there's anything he can do to redeem himself? Uh, no. I mean, he's, he's no. Uh, as far as black men are concerned, no. No, he's he's burned too many. Even though now he says he's changed his rhetoric for the last seven months, and that he does believe black men should be given grace, should they? Uh, no, he hasn't changed any rhetoric in the past seven months. Me and Bernard did shows on it there in the past seven months. He was still talking all that trash while cheating with his third mistress. Her house is in the background of his videos. Yeah, I wish you would. I wish you would have been on Clubhouse at that time because he probably wouldn't have answered any question from you anyway. So I guess it wouldn't have mattered. Well, see, that's one of the reasons why he won't get any. Uh, he won't get any truck among the brothers. Among the brothers, you have to compete. You have to, you know, go head to head against other guys. He'll never do that with me. Hardly. I don't see it ever happening that he'll do it with Kevin. Um, you know. So yeah, I mean, as far as brothers are concerned, I mean, there are always notable exceptions. But isn't it odd? That even his own cartel members haven't come out to defend him. The roommates just, you know, quietly scrubbed all his all evidence of his existence, just quietly disavowed him. They did a kind of a, you know, a, a, a mission impossible on Derek. Isn't it interesting that Stefan Labasse acts like he don't know what he's talking about? The only person out there trying, excuse me, trying to hold on is Derek Jackson's mini me, known as Ace Metaphor. And I've already got. I got him. I got him. Him. He and I supposed to be having to sit down. He and I supposed to be having to sit down real soon. So stay tuned. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Last question. Do you remember when Eric Jackson had uh, neutral content where he was not pandering to women? Do you remember? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Would you be willing to sit down and have a discussion with him? With Derek Jackson? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I got. I have many questions to ask him. Have you reached out to him for uh, an interview? Pardon? You've reached out to him for an interview before, right? Sure. Okay. I would love to have. I would love to uh, sit down and have questions, especially in light of uh, events that have happened right now. I, I would love to ask him. But one of the questions I would like to ask him is: Is it true? I mean, his ladies, have, his lovely ladies, have said that he uh, likes to eat the booty like groceries. I just want to hear him confirm that. A lot of you guys like to do that. Well, that's true, but we're asking about Daryl because you know, because because the, the argument goes is that uh, you know he just he just uh, whips it out and girls just back up on it. I want to know if it's true that he really does like to eat the he prefers to eat the booty like groceries. That's what I've heard. I think high value men love eating groceries. Yeah, uh, well, we know one high value guy who does. Um, Obsidian, will you be interviewing Kevin Samuels at some point? Interviewing him about what? Um, the show, the book, uh, well, not the book, but his show, um, perhaps, uh, I, I think that would be a really good interview from you. I, that's what I would like to see, um, upcoming on your channel. Yeah. Um, the reason why I asked is because I've had numerous interviews with Kevin, but I guess. The, the right. Program, you know, uh, yes, yeah, since his uh, rise to internet stardom is what you're talking about. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything's possible. I mean, you know, we're going to, you know, get the stars to align. Sure. Okay. I'll always be down for that. Will you also be doing a book tour? Um, I, I think I heard you mention a little something about it, but I actually wanted to know, will you be doing a book tour um, in the future? Absolutely. I mean, that's uh, baked in the cake. The only problem is that, you know, you got this Rona situation. I'm, I'm very antsy about 
moving out and about among strange folks that you don't know who's you know got what and so i mean, so that the news about the president biden question mark asterisk side eye is uh you know moving toward you know getting um one shot vaccines available by the end of may so it, well i i don't know yeah it, i've, I've heard that from scientists saying that they um there's another company i forget the name of the company not johnson and johnson it's somebody that um has a one-shot vaccine that's supposed to be being released soon yeah so it's 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 kind of up and i do have plans for a tour across black america mm-hmm. to talk about the book but um but it's all in the state of flux right now the only thing i'm really doing at the moment is virtual interviews with people like yourself and um and i'm also uh doing virtual signing of books so people can grab the book if they want me to sign it they have to send money to me via my cash app or paypal and don't include don't forget to include your name and address and uh hook you right up i do it like that for now just you know trying to keep safe but i but once all this is finally out of the way because um the book of obsidian is just the beginning of uh what i got going at uh obsidian media publications like I said, I got another book coming out this year, this time for the ladies. And it's uh, very interesting in light of all that's going on these days. So, um, yeah, when 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 we finally do get the all clear on this Rona and uh, able to move around freely again, then uh, then the book tour will be on. And by then, it could very well be two or three books down the line at that point. So, yeah, it, it, it's, just, it's a matter of when, not if. It will happen. Just... We don't know exactly where things are going with this Rona piece. And where, uh, speaking of where things are going, what do you think is going um this the future of the black manosphere? Where do you think what direction do you think it's headed in? Oh my goodness, it's bright. It's, it could be never brighter. I mean, uh, you know, Derek, uh, you know, with his self-immolation, I mean, that was huge. That was a huge win for the black manosphere. So, you know, all the uh all the focus is back over on Kevin. You know, you, you, you your boys will be boys. There's always going to be an element of that. Um, but things kind of settle down. They say uh, success cures all ails. And Kevin has had mad success. That's kind of uh, cooled out some of the boys will be boys, uh, you know, stuff with, with regarding him. Um, so uh, now it's, uh, you know, uh, ladies are uh, having a, there have been a, a, a con, how do I put it? A perfect storm of events that have, given the lovely ladies pause to consider sitting down and having a conversation. We still got some holdouts, um, you know, some uh, true faithful believers uh, and the like among the lovely ladies, but um, quite a few of them are, you know, starting to see the light. So um, the black manosphere is in an excellent place. I mean, it's, it's our, uh, it's our race to lose at this point. You mentioned something the other day on um, Bernard's panel. I want to say it was Bernard's show um, that black women um, are the ones who don't necessarily want the long-term relationships. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Based on all empirical data. Yes. Okay. Being that they don't want relationships or long-term relationships. What is your advice to black men at this point? That's a very good question. I mean, that's why I brought this whole thing about the Derrick Jackson uh, fallout. Um, what we're seeing with the numbers and stuff like that and uh, the conversation, I found it very interesting that uh, Jackson's wife has gotten a lot more heat than Jackson himself from black women. That was quite telling on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it's 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 a heck of a pickle for a lot of black men. A lot, of, and you put that together with what Kevin is doing on the other side. Kevin keeps saying that you know to these ladies, look, if you can't deal with the trade-offs that are inevitable in dealing with a high-value man as he has defined it, and he's been very precise in his definition of it, like it or not, um, just get you a regular guy. Black women have made it clear they cannot respect an average earning brother. Forty-two grand a year ain't gonna get it. They've made that abundantly clear over the past year. So, yeah, I mean, if you're a brother that's not in the top 20% of earners and beyond, yeah, you got to, you got to, you're in a, <laughs> you're between a rock and a hard place because on the one side, you got Derek Jackson still out there. And then on the other side, you got what Kevin is talking about. And there's very little room for the middle. I mean, black women just ain't interested in the middle. Black women are very much extremists. They're height extremists, they're status extremists, they're um definitely wealth extremists. Um, you know, they're not really interested in the in the in the happy medium. They're just not. So if you're a brother that's in that middle, man, you're in you're in a heck of a situation there. Um do you think that um a big solution would be uh black men starting to um, move with other races of women or move about with other races of women? Do you think that's a viable solution? Yeah, but the problem is if you're a brother that's making, you know, somewhere between 40 and 50 grand a year, which is the vast majority of guys are black men, how feasible is it for you to frequently travel to, say, Sao Paulo or Rio or, you know, how how feasible is that? I can I can see you banging it out maybe once a year, but I mean for you to be going back and forth several times a year, earning forty grand a year, no. Um, now could you do something in country? Yeah, uh, yeah, you could do something in country. The problem again is, see, the problem with a, a lot of that, you have to have money to do that. If you're going to do the SYSBM thing, the passport bro thing. If you're going to do the Becky thing or whatever, there have been studies that have been done on this. Um, if you're a black man and you want to mate out in country, that is to say white, Asian, Hispanic, you got to be earning well beyond the average of a black man. For that matter, well beyond the average for a white man, which is about roughly 52 grand a year. I mean, it's not really a usable for a guy that's average at best in earning. That's just not a. Uh, a viable option for the most part. There's some notable exceptions, but in the main, that's not a viable option. Those options are for guys who got it like that. Um, most guys ain't going to have it like that. It's it's going to be a very difficult um, situation for them because, like I said, a lot of black women have made it clear they they don't respect brothers who are average at best earners. They just don't. And they will go it alone and or, and we all know that black women ain't truly going in the loan. Black women getting that pipe from somewhere. So what, you know, they'll, they'll either sign up to be part of a high-value man's de facto harem, or they'll get the guy who's broke, but he's he specializes in blowing it back out. And he'll be there to do that, and that'll be that. So what do you think is the best solution for black men um, who's searching for a mate? You don't have a lot of options as far as attractiveness or black men feel they don't have a lot of options as far as attractiveness and women. What do you think that is is the best solution for them? Uh, 50 Cent said it best. 
get rich or die trying. That's just, I mean, you know, uh, you're, the single best thing you can do as an average at best brother is to work like the devil, not to be average at best. That's the single best thing you can do. And I'm not talking about going to the gym and working. I'm talking about getting your money up. That's the single best thing you can do to help yourself. Be good at something that you that you actually get paid for and work a lot doing it. That that will be the single biggest thing you can do to move the needle. Do you think a lot of black men will die alone? Well, men men of all races have always died alone. They've always been bachelors, not bachelors in the Hugh Hefner sense, bachelors in the Charles Darwin sense, who have died alone. So that's nothing new. But um, and but in the matter of fact, there's studies right now that they're you know. Uh, Manhattan Institute, the Institute of Family Studies and so forth, talking about singles, particularly single men dying alone. So that's nothing new. Um, but what is new is that um, we live in a 24-7 social media world where you get to see, you know, the beautiful people and, the, you know, the, the successful guys, you know, really living it up. You know? Do you and think that's a realistic... Do you think that's... Um, so when you see a lot of these su successful people, do you think this is realistic for most of black America? Um, see, I, I don't know if that's the right question to ask about real realism because, um, I mean, somebody like Kevin is very real to me. And for He's that, realistic, sure. but if we're talking about high value people, um, most people won't reach um a hundred thousand dollars a year. Most won't. Yeah. Um, I I guess I'm looking at it like being that most of us won't reach a certain um, most of us have already plateaued. Is it yeah. realistic to think that most of us will become successful? Um, I think it's realistic for a lot of brothers to be. No, let's let's look at the. Hundred thousand dollar a year, or hundred and twenty, to use Kevin's schema, hundred and twenty grand a year. Okay, it may not be realistic for a guy to reach that, but it is realistic for him to reach, say, seventy five, eighty. Okay. So you know, um, it really comes down to whether or not that particular guy. You know, a lot of brothers are just good at where they are in life, and you know, there was a time in in Black American life. Where you could be, you know, 40 grand a year and be good with it and, and live a pretty decent life and have a woman get on your program. Black women have made it abundantly clear. If we've learned anything from the hundreds, if not thousands at this point, of hours of real-time, um, live, long-form interviews with black women that Kevin has conducted. If we've learned anything over the past year, it's that black women simply can't get on a program with a brother that's average at best in earning. They just, they just, they just don't. We can debate it till the cows come home, but that's just the plain truth of it. So if you're a brother and you're in that situation, you really do have two choices. You can, you know, work to get your money up or you can accept your lot in life, which ain't going to be pretty. I mean, wow. I don't say it like that, but then, you know, them, them, them's all the options, man. And I know that that's very bothersome for a lot of brothers in the black manosphere itself. Cause let's face it. There's a lot of brothers that that applies to. There's a lot of brothers. I would, I just went back and forth with a young brother the other day. He's earning like 40 grand a year. And he wants to argue me down about what money can or can't do for women. It's insane. Yeah, it is. It's just interesting to hear that. Um, 
we as black men and black women are pretty much in the same boat as far as um, mating options and dying alone. Well, you know, no three wants to be with another three. I mean, I just when you really get down to it, no three wants to be with another three. And and in some instances in today's world, there's a good reason for it. Back in the you know, back in the day, you had to get married to get things done. You know, if you're a woman, I mean, you know, black women always worked outside of the home. But let's face it, if you were a black woman, you did better off being married than not. If back then, I'm talking about the 50s, 40s, that sort of thing. Um, if you were a black man, you had more opportunities. For work, if you were married, than if you weren't, that's just not true anymore. So you see, while everybody's talking about what mm -hmm. Derek Jackson did and what Kevin Samuels's corrective for that is, I have a completely different approach. See, my my approach is you don't need to be married to be a successful man today in the twenty first century. As a matter of fact, you don't need to be married. You can get a surrogate mama. Surrogates are cheaper. Much less, I mean, for all the guys who talk about you know child support and you know back and forth, the baby mom, you eliminate all of that with surrogate mom. Men are more likely to be promoted and they make more. That's true, but what I am, but I'm telling you, somebody who worked all my life as a single guy, I'm telling you, if you're willing to do the work, and let's face it, there are a lot of family men that aren't. If you're willing to do the work and do it consistently, it can be counted on. The, the sky is the limit as a single black man. I know firsthand that's true. And you can eliminate all the problems with, you know, cheating and all the rest of it. If you're a successful guy, 50 grand ain't nothing to you, man, which is the going rate for a surrogate mama in the United States. Um, You know, if you really want a legacy that bad, there you go. That's the next best thing to cloning. And you ain't got to worry about it. You ain't got to worry about child support. You ain't got to worry about baby mama drama. Ain't got to worry about, you know, cheating. There's no infidelity if there's no marriage. There is no adultery if there's no marriage. So, you know, and your your legacy is assured because he's your child. You're, you're the legally recognized guardian and parent. Studies have shown that single dads produce better outcomes for kids than single moms do. Uh, I mean, there you go. That's the solution. Sure. Two men, um, I can't think of the second one that have gone that road. I know Hill Harper was the first one a couple, yep. maybe two, three years ago. Yep. And there's someone else who recently this year uh, has decided to to uh, have a surrogate bear his child. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, that if, if that's the issue, that there's a solution for that. We're in the 21st. See, my thinking is. What all of this shows me, the Derrick Jackson debacle, because to, to me, the Derrick Jackson debacle was bigger than just Derrick Jackson. It's a statement on the business of black love, or I call it the black love machine in the book. And it's also on the other end of the spectrum with Kevin Samuels. Um, what it all tells me is the way black Americans have done things don't work. It's been a complete systemic breakdown. I, that's how I see the Derrick Jackson meltdown as a systemic breakdown of black love itself and we need a complete rethink on everything black women got to rethink they're going to have to do some serious rewiring of their mating hindbrain it's too primitive too atavistic too behind the times we're in the 21st century all that muscle and brawn shit don't mean shit today it's about brains that's true but Bottom line, the brainiest guy. You need to go for the brainiest, smartest guy you can get. Hmm. Bottom line. You know what? Um, 
can't say I agree with that. I definitely can't say I disagree with that at all. Yeah, I agree with it too. To be completely honest, though, um, I recently heard something from Don Dre. Uh, he's an actor. I can't think of his last name. Plays on played on Queen Sugar, but um, he kind of gave a reasoning as to why. Darn, I can't think of it. But I do what I'm. It refers to what I'm about to say. I think that as women, as a black woman, I did not see the. Um, not the benefit, but I didn't see how beneficial it was to go for the smartest guy in the room until I had already, you know, dated someone who might be like one of the not so smart guys in the room. Uh, so I didn't learn that. And uh, I learned that through experience, um, the benefits of dating the smartest guy in the room and how um, much of a favorable outcome you get when you do go that route. Uh, but it wasn't until I had gone through the experience of dealing with men that were not the smartest guys in the room that I saw the benefit of dating the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. And a lot of black women, um, there's a lot of ignorance. There's a lot of, uh, and I'm sad to say this is, this goes for a lot of educated black people. There's a lot of ignorance, you know, other racial groups, Asians, Jews, whites, they use the tools of academia and the enlightenment and the scientific method, um, they use those things to help them solve human problems which arise out of mating. And you think, you think about it, why is this so important? Well, there's a question of who, who cares for children. There's a question of how are the aged cared for. There's a question of how communities operate. They, it spirals out into business and commerce, into politics and civics, into education. You know, these are all interconnected. So these other different groups have been able to use these tools to get a better life outcome. And black America is still kind of floundering around in the Stone Age. And, um, you know, we need a rethink of all of this. All this has to be rethought, and it starts between the relationship between black men and black women. That's the reason why I said the single biggest problem facing us ain't racism. It's that black men and black women don't fundamentally don't get along. And, you know, as long as that persists and, you know, there are various actors that can profit from that. Um, Derek Jackson has definitely been one of them. Um, there won't be any major change. I've told people all the time, you know, it's interesting. You know, Concrete Rose wants to liken me to some extent to Derek Jackson. I've put it out there numerous times. Ladies, you can put me out of business today. Change. All you got to do is change. I have nothing else to talk about. Change your mating calculus. Change your mating calculus. I, it, I have nothing else to talk about. Because guys like me are boring. We don't do dumb shit. Well, that sums up everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have anything uh, to respond to as it relates to that, but um, definitely I absolutely hear your point, Obsidian, and um, it's a good one. <laughs> so yeah, uh, thank you again for joining us and enlightening us uh, with your uh, commentary, uh, no matter how dissenting and white supremacist uh, it might be. Oh, thank you. No, I'm, I'm being messy, but um, I definitely appreciate you for coming up and uh, chopping it up with us. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you guys get get a chance to sit down with the because I insist, I emailed you a copy of it. You guys get a chance to actually sit down with the book. I'll be happy to come back and talk about it. 
Absolutely. We'll definitely reach out to you. And thank you, thank you, thank you again for um, coming up. And Thank you so much. Uh, Ms. Ms. Uh, Danielle, George, do you have anything you want to say? Um, I thought it was a really good discussion. I, um, our little impromptu was lit. I, I was kind of proud of myself. But, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure you are. Please tell Mr. Curlin uh, I, my, my uh, happiest regards. Oh, that sounds like you was about to send him condolences. And I'm like, <laughs> he lucked out. Um, I lucked out too, though. All right. Very good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. Oh, have a good one. All right. You too. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to add. This was fun and very interesting and lighthearted. And we got to talk about a bunch of uh, topics that are kind of like ablaze right now. So, yeah, I enjoyed our politicking session. Yes, outstanding concrete. This was a good show. Shout out to everybody that came through. Um always, always, always appreciate you guys. Uh, whether we have 10 people, 100 people, um, it's just dope that you guys actually come through and rock with us. So I'm grateful, grateful, grateful for that. Um, we won't be doing a show tomorrow. That's why we decided to do a politicking session today. Um, but we will be back here on Wednesday with another dope ass topic. Um, everybody have a happy holiday. And if you, even if you don't have a, um, ha uh, celebrate the holidays, um, get some rest and enjoy yourself if you can. Right. Absolutely. Thank you, people. We rock with y'all. See you guys Wednesday. Bye y'all. Peace out.